What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown, Andrew Velez, and Joe Dells. And this is now episode 295. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Titans signing DeAndre Hopkins, the state of the running back position, summer league standouts, the new in-season tournament, and much more. I want to give a shout out to everybody for the last full episode. We had so many entries for the merch giveaway. Over a hundred. And I'm really excited for this merch shop. I really am. Rib is wearing the shirt. Drew's wearing it. I'm wearing it. Dells is representing Boston right now. You guys know. Boom. He he, we texted in the group chat and Dells completely ignored no, the text no, and he, no, did, no. he forgot his Stop, oh, sure. stop, stop. This guy hates me. If we're being out. honest, Joel's the one who did me dirty. No, he's <laughs> Joel's the one who did me dirty because Drew came here with the shirt on. Riv wasn't here for the last episode, so he just got his shirt today. Uh, Joel looks I'm at me, and I'm hook. like, bro, I was like, you're not going to wear the pick side shirt, right? So, like, I'm not the only one. He's like, yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Bro, he goes upstairs <laughs> to get something, comes back down. It's in the pick side shirt. Nah, it was now messy. I look like the bad guy. It was messy for sure. I went upstairs, and damn, I sound really loud right now. Here we go. Let me First try to time. fix it. Do I sound better? Yeah, yeah. you sound okay. good. So I went upstairs and I found the pick a side shirt and I was like, you know what? Like, oh, this is clean. I, I'm gonna feel comfortable in this. I feel comfortable in this right now. I said I'm gonna wear that. I'm gonna wear Dells. I, I tried to do right by you though. I really did. I tried I don't to. Believe I tried you, to find a spare pick a side shirt, and I just couldn't, man. I just couldn't. <laughs> I slimed him. Listen, man. But he's representing Boston, and today we're gonna talk about Jordan Walsh. We're yes, talking about the summer league standouts, and that's one of his guys. So he's representing Boston, uh, and you know, I'd rather you represent pick a side with all due respect. It is your brand at the end of the day. It is. It is. It's all of ours. Yeah. You failed us. Celtics don't pay me, so. No, no, no. You know. no. Fuck them. Be serious. Let's start off with the first topic of the show. Let's go. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans and them signing DeAndre Hopkins to a two-year, $26 million deal up to $32 million with incentives. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Riv, I've I seen some of your tweets on Twitter. I seen that you might be ready to push the Titans agenda that's coming. Mm. Now, I'm happy that we're starting with you, bro. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? You know why I'm happy? I'm happy because last podcast we were here, and, and we were talking about the AFC South. And in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I really wish River was here because I know that he he just has just a feeling about the Tennessee Titans. Oh. And it's a shame that you weren't able to share it. And now, in hindsight, it's a little bit better that you weren't able to do that because we didn't know that DeAndre Hopkins was about to sign oh. with Tennessee. So talk to me. <laughs> talk to me, Rivio Foreign, about what you believe that the Tennessee Titans are and about. You also do. didn't get a chance to push your CJ Stroud agenda, which I know you said the Texans could win yeah. seven games this year. Yeah, yeah, you know. I um I missed some time, man. I told you guys in the card I'm gonna try to like, you know, lock in this year and definitely get some agendas out there. Definitely just You got a handful. A, yeah, no, put a more conservative effort. Listen, bro, the way that I way. treated the NBA seasons, the way you gotta treat this football. No, season. for sure. You, you feel me? Look alive. We're here. For sure, yeah. But um no, I, I thought the move at first was great. Because they needed a guy on the outside. You know, they needed a number one. And uh, I was Next. reading some stats that Joel typed out, of course, on Twitter. And then, of course, I was uh, looking up my own stats on, uh, you know, Google. Traylon <laughs> <laughs> Burks, he didn't look too too great last year, you know. And I think oh, DeAndre, yeah, moments. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins moments. can help that. Can. And I think he can also help the running game. And there's familiarity <laughs> in the office. You know, the OC, DeAndre Hopkins was with him before. 
Mike Brable, he's very consistent with him too. And Mike Brable, he gets the best out of his guys. So I think right. that's really important. And plus, money talks. It was a good amount of money from Tennessee. He probably could have got a little bit less or a little bit more from somewhere else. But the money sticks there. The coaching is there that he's very familiar with in the office. So I think it's good. As long as Ryan Tannehill is healthy, as long as Derrick Henry, the beast, still the best running back in the league, I think to most of us, maybe you have that uh, Taylor guy at one. I don't know how, how you be moving. It's probably but, CMC right now. I was say right. CMC. Well, as long as, long as, Derrick, as long as Derrick Henry is healthy, you know, he's still the best running back in I the league. I respect that opinion. And then with DeAndre Hopkins, we've seen when he's on the field and he's healthy, he's still one of the 10 best receivers in the world. So as long as you got that, you got Traylon Burks, you got a modest offensive line. Like I, like I told you in the car, I seen some moves they made. It wasn't great, but I had to look them up, see what they was like. It was all right. So as long, awesome yeah, they, they, was, they was very calm. So as long <laughs> as they do that, the defense is there. You know, I think this team can win about nine to ten games. Maybe ten is a high, high ceiling. But I think I this team could get to nine, eight. You know, the division is wide open. I like what the Texans is doing over there. I drafted C.J. Stroud in my fantasy. Yeah, that was a fold. In the second round. No, it's going to be amazing. Second round, it's gonna fold. Be, don't sleep. Don't, don't <laughs> okay, fucking sleep. All right. But I drafted him high. The, the Texans are going to be good. But I think that division is wide open. I think the Jaguars, is, as great as they are and as great as they have a stranglehold on the division, Tennessee usually always at one point fights with them or is in battle. They What? They had like 10 less wins last year? Last couple of seasons, it's yeah, been they, the times, they, but last year, of course. Rabel always gets the best out of his guys. So I think Facts. DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to have the most impact with this team because I think this team is probably the closest because, like I said, the division is weak. They still have Tannehill. They still have Derrick Henry. So I'm really high on this move for sure. The Titans are very similar to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Vrabel is very similar to Mike Tomlin. They're both no, great head coaches. Can you say, yo, Joel mentioned this on the last podcast? Or you just <laughs> no, going to Quinn Miller him? You know, he just Bro, you're Quinn Miller up. like hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know you had a copyrighted. <laughs> Mike Vrabel's always going to have this team competing. And I like parody. DeAndre Hopkins going to the Chiefs, going to the Bills. I don't think he would have made the Bills favorites. I think they would have been more dangerous. The Chiefs become favorites with DeAndre Hopkins. Would have loved them in green with the New York Jets. But I like this Titans move because they need more weapons to surround Ryan Tannehill. I feel like people underestimate what Ryan Tannehill can do when he's surrounded by good surrounding parts. In 2019 and 2020, he was playing at a top 10 quarterback level when he had a good offense around him. Now, he is a system quarterback. He's not going to elevate the talent, but he is good when he has that supporting cast around him. And the Titans for the last couple of seasons have been losing a lot of pieces. And you mentioned the Jaguars having a stranglehold on the division. I have the Jaguars winning the division, but... They don't have a stranglehold on this division anymore. And looking back at it, I don't think they ever did. Last year was the first year they won a division in a while since the Blake Bortles era in 2017. And the Titans, every year with Rabel, they're 500. Last year, they lost the most games due to injury. And still, they were standing firm week 18, facing the Jaguars with Joshua Dobbs Josh starting. Dobbs. Trevor Lawrence had a pretty mediocre game, below average they, game. But the Titans blew it. It was their division to win for a good portion of the season. The wheels started to fall off towards the end of the season. And and Josh Dobbs was there, and he gave them a chance. He threw a late-game interception that cost them, and that's what happens when you start a backup quarterback in in that meaningful of a game. But they were in it. My question with this DeAndre Hopkins move is, does he play the X or the Z flanker receiver role? Mm -hmm. Because I know the Titans want Traylon to be, be the X, and... He has an advantage over D-Hop right now in size, speed. 
but he's just not somebody that can consistently beat press coverage. And last year, he struggled. I think versus zone man and press coverage, his success rates were below the 25th percentile, and receivers that have that low of a success rate typically don't become good starting-level receivers. So I'm curious to see where they're going to play D-Hop. I think he's going to play the Z flanker role. Brett Coleman mentioned it on Twitter. And I think it's smart because that way you can move D-Hop around more. And Traylon is going to get those matches where he can threaten the defense deep. But I do want to see improvement from Traylon in Traylon's route running. And I think that's the major key for this offense. But this offense has potential. Derrick Henry's entering his 29-year-old 20, season. Historically, running backs fall off a cliff that year. So I'm going to be looking with a magnifying glass to see whether he's still the same or not. But I like Shige. Traylon has upside. D-Hop's going to maximize this offense. So I think it'll be a respectable offense, enough for this offense to put up points and let their defense hold opponents to less than 20 and maybe win those games. And I think their offensive line isn't that bad either. It's a completely new group. You know, they signed Andre Dillard from the Philadelphia Eagles, who is a starting level tackle. He just never got a yeah, chance because of Jordan Mailata. He just came out of nowhere and was a generational tackle. They signed Daniel Brunskill from the 49ers, who is a good starting level guard. And if Peter Skaronsky is any good, this offensive line will be average. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think that this team is still competing for a wild card spot. I do see them from in like the 8 to 10 win range. If I were to predict it right now, I think they're going 9 and 8. I had them at 7 wins the other podcast. But I think adding in D-Hop to this offense, I give them two more wins by that. I'm at 10. So you don't think, because the last episode, we were in agreement that there's a better chance the Jags are the one seed than they lose this division. Now you're telling me the Jags never had a stranglehold on the division. That's what I was so, going to say. If so we're having, if we're having conversation about offseason, Riv's statement is, is pretty accurate. A good portion of people believe that this is the Jaguars' division to lose. That's what he means by stranglehold. I understand what he was saying. Of course, previous seasons, this has been the Titans' division for, for a good amount of time. Jaguars had the number one overall pick. I believe it was two seasons in a row where they were able to get Trevor Lawrence and they were able to get, I'm blank, thank you very much, Walker last season. But this season, this offseason, all the, the Jaguars, conversations Jaguars, Jaguars. in the AFC South has been about the Jaguars. But I'm with you. Of course, you can't just simply overlook the Tennessee Titans for the sole fact that Mike Vrabel every single year leaves them at least average to slightly above average. And you mentioned something pretty interesting about slot percentage, playing outside wide. Traylon had 55 snap, snaps in the slot last season. That's 20, basically 21%. A good portion of his, of his snaps were outside wide. He had 209 outside wide, which is almost 79%. DeAndre Hopkins, very similar, though, although in three seasons, the highest percentage that he played in the slot was this past season at 27.3. That's 106 snaps at the slot. And then out wide, 282, which was 72%. And years prior, which 21, 22, excuse me, uh, 2021 and 2020 with the Arizona Cardinals, he played outside wide 85% of the time and then 90% of the mm. time. And 90% of the time in 2020 was the only full season that he has had with the he Arizona had, Cardinals. He had A.J. Green, he had Rondell Moore, then he had Marquise Brown. Last year. And, and la I was going to say, and no Christian Kirk last year yeah. for the first time while he was in Arizona he had a lot of also. Guys. So we saw him in the slot a little bit more. That's something that I'm looking forward to in Tennessee. How are they going to change the scheme? How are they going to put DeAndre Hopkins in this offense where he's not just solely on the outside, playing more on the inside? You mentioned it. Traylon is going to play a lot on the outside, but I, I think that it allows a little bit of versatility between the two of them. 
and I know Joel's going to speak on this a little bit, so I'll, I'll go very surface level. I do believe this helps Traylon Burks. Anytime you have an alpha, true number one wide receiver, it brings all the attention to them, and it allows Traylon to now have a little bit more space, not face as many double teams. I say double teams because obviously Traylon's not at that talent level. However, when you're the only wide receiver option, that's just naturally what's going to happen. There's the luxury that they have that Derrick Henry also is their running back. So they're, they're, it's going to be a lot of... Maybe now Derrick Henry benefits too because maybe there won't be as many stacked boxes with the threat of DeAndre Hopkins out wide and Traylon Burks, who is an ascending wide receiver. I think Traylon Burks definitely benefits from this. I think Derrick Henry definitely benefits from this because we're not going to be seeing as many stacked boxes or we, as I say, of course, the Tennessee Titans, they're not going to be saying seeing as many stacked boxes. And it's just going to allow the offense to be a little bit more free-flowing. I'm going to add a game to Max. So I had them around that 7-8 range, 8-9 range now for sure. This is going to be a very, let me not say fun team per se, because I still have concerns about the offensive line. Of course, Skoronsky was a very nice addition at the draft, one of the better offensive linemen available. But it really, that's still a concern for me. The secondary is still a very strong concern for me. But this definitely gives this offense a nice jump start that it desperately needed. I think you could start Hop or Traylon. They could kind of be interchangeable. And I'm, I agree. I'm excited for because last season, we look at both of these receivers. D Hop last year when he was in Arizona, you have Hollywood and Rondell Moore. Hollywood has showed he could play on the outside, but they're both smaller guys. So you're expecting Hollywood, or excuse me, you're expecting D Hop mm-hmm. to play on the outside. Same thing with Tennessee and Traylon, where he was really their only wide receiver option right last year. They had. Uh, you had Kyle Phillips, you had uh, Westbrook Akine, but Traylon was the only kind of alpha type receiver that was there that would command being an X receiver. But now that you have both of them there, I would be excited to see Traylon play more in the slot. He did really well in Arkansas in his college when he was um, playing there, being able to match up against smaller corners or match up against linebackers to be able to take advantage of that. Um, and Tennessee now has the option to play both these guys. I don't know if it'll really be... Um, you know, Traylon, you're the X 90% of the time, and D-Hop can play in the slot. I do expect them to, to switch it up depending on their opponent. But it's a big boost to the Titans' offense overall. Um, you know, last week when we did the football episode, I said, this offense is kind of, you know, head and shoulders when it comes to them and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now they got D-Hop. I mean, blows them out of the water, right? I don't even think it's that much of a conversation. You have D-Hop. Take you have Traylon. Got to take, gotta take it. Gotta and, of course, you have Derrick Henry there. Um, and if you're just talking about a group of guys with D-Hop, Traylon, Derrick Henry, and Chig at tight end, I mean, this is one of the most big physical, like, you don't want to get in a brawl with these guys. Like, they're ripped, they're strong, they, you know what I mean? All of that, yeah. yeah. So, they're, they're not <laughs> yeah, you're someone, sick. you're gonna they're going to be running over you, they can run past you, they're physical. So, this really does feel like an on-brand Tennessee Titans type of move to make. Um, and they put themselves kind of in the sleeper category of the AFC, right? I think before this move, None of us even maybe an outside chance of a playoff spot. Now I think there's a path to a playoff spot. And, you know, you always have those teams, especially the first round, the playoffs where they're looking over the next week. Oh, whoever has that by, maybe it's KC, maybe it's the Ravens, it's the Bengals. Maybe they're overlooking that Tennessee team and they can surprise them. Cause like you guys mentioned, we know Mike Vrabel is going to have these guys ready to play. We know this defense, maybe at the end of the year, they're not in that top five type group, but they have those moments like they did against the Chiefs last year where they had Malik Willis starting and they held them to 20 points in overtime, right? So they have moments where they can be an elite group. And I know a lot of people are kind of having this agenda where it's like, oh, Tennessee receivers, that's the place to go when where receivers die because we saw Julio do it, right? But if you look back, Julio, his last year in Atlanta, he was banged up. He gets to Tennessee, he was banged up. 
Last year, DeAndre Hopkins, after coming back from suspension, he had 64 catchers, 717 yards, and three touchdowns in nine games. That's a 17-game pace of 119 catches, 1,355 yards, and six touchdowns. Him. And nah, that's, came back last that's year basically and without Kyler. That's with Colt McCoy. Yep. That's with Trace McSorley. <laughs> yep. Like, this is with some terrible quarterback play. So just because it happened to Julio, and now you have D-Hop, who's kind of on the back nine of his career, doesn't mean that he's just going to go there and not be the same receiver. I'm still ex- expecting D-Hop to have a great season. Statistically, maybe it's not there because we know they're going to give the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times a game, and that's kind of what my tweet was about where – Maybe this helps Traylon in terms of the stuff Joel's talking about, right? Success against man, zone, press, whatever it might be. But since the Titans throw the ball so infrequently, I would rather have Traylon soaking up all those targets. Now you have Hopkins, who I'm expecting to have the most amount of targets on this team. So I don't think production-wise, he's going to be up to, I don't think he's going to get 1,000 yards. He's going to have that kind of breakout production year. But to Joel's point, hopefully this helps kind of the coverage he sees and more people are going to be looking at D-Hop. Traylon sees more one-on-one coverage and he could exploit that. Well, um... Dells. Well, in 2019, so Tim, Tim Kelly was the Houston offensive coordinator. D-Hop was there. He had a, he had a K. He um, had the offense. He They passed the ball 55.2% of the time in 2019. 2020, 61%. 2020, 56%. So I think it does help Derrick Henry in a sense where you don't have to you, – you can't force feed him 30 times. He's about to be 30. Mm-hmm. So you – and this offense needs a healthy balance of – Pass the ball, run the ball, sure. pass the ball, run. You can't just have Derrick Henry out there riding the team on his back, especially not right now. He's nearing 30. You know, injuries have been piling up. So I think a healthy infusion of now you have somebody that's connected with DeAndre Hopkins. He can still do it, like you just mentioned, with the numbers. Traylon Burks hopefully makes that jump. You can now infuse a healthy balance of, okay, we're going to give Henry the ball 15 to 20 times a game, Amazing. but we're going to force feed DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks, and hopefully that gets us going, and then we can start having a balanced offensive attack. And if Ryan Tannehill is healthy, we've seen in those years he can be a – they, they, really, they were at really their best when they had Derrick Henry and they had A.J. Brown as a number one. Ryan Tannehill was having a good statistical season. That's when they were really a dominant team. So if you can have that healthy balance, it helps Ryan Tannehill, but especially Derrick Henry, who you want to keep healthy throughout the season. So your point about Traylon in the slot. In college, that's all he did. It was Yeah, it was a lot of slot, a lot of screens. He had some stuff in the backfield too. Which is why in the NFL when they kind of just threw him out there to be the X, it was alarming because that's not his natural position. And that's why I have question marks around him being that X receiver because the difference between being an X and a, and a Z, because both receivers play on the outside. The Z is just a flanker. Yep. The difference is that the X – you have to stay on the line of scrimmage and you can't go into motion, which means you're going to get more press man at the line of scrimmage. You're not able to be a little bit back off the line versus the flanker. You're able to have that because you're able to go in motion and get mismatches versus the defense. I feel like Traylon needs to be used in that way because, and this really the reason why I was so low on the Titans offensively before they got D hop was because Traylon has the tools to, you know, be a great receiver, at least from a physical standpoint, you look at his profile, but when you watch the tape, his route running, his not his ability to uh, against jam, they're all lackluster. So I wasn't too high on Traylon having a breakout year because his rookie season wasn't good. Where now DeAndre Hopkins comes in, I know people like to view receivers from the lens of fantasy a lot of times. Traylon might not get as many targets, but this now takes more defensive pressure and focus off of him. Sure. And that's where I think it opens up the offense for him and also somebody in Shige. I think a sleeper in this offense is Ta- Tajay Spears. 
the backup running back behind Derrick Henry. In college, he was phenomenal. He has a lot of wiggle and burst. And Derrick Henry, who's getting older, I don't think the philosophy is 30 carries a game with Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry is going to regress this upcoming season. He still might have 1,000 yards, but it's going to look much different than it's looked in years previous. Uh, the only reason I have a little bit of pushback on that statement alone is for the sole fact of now that DeAndre Hopkins on the on the squad, like I mentioned earlier in my monologue, he's not going to be facing the same... St- they're not going to be stacking eight against him. You can't. It's impossible. DeAndre Hopkins will kill you outside. I'll also say this. Derrick Henry is not a normal running back. And the first name that comes to mind that I think about later in their career that they still were able to be dominant. Well, let me say two. One more obvious, one a little bit more low-key. The obvious name is Adrian Peterson, right? That's the gold standard for running back. But when you mention Derrick Henry, you need to start accumulating his name with the other greats. He's an all-time great running back, all-time great player in the NFL. And I say that because... AP was one of the few in recent memory that was able to keep that longevity. Another name more more under the radar that obviously people still know the name, New York legend, Tiki Barber. Dude was 31 years old, still being a dominant running back, one of the best running backs at the position, still accumulating an insane amount of carries, still being able to be effective. So I look at Derrick Henry, someone who still has that that physicality, that, that, that strong capability to continue to take a strong workload, but also at the same time, now with DeAndre Hopkins, it becomes a little bit more easy for him, I think, in my opinion. It does. I think you do see less stacked boxes. But if your concern is about the offensive line, I think that those holes will be few and far between for Derrick Henry anyway. And I don't think he has the same physicality as he had he, he had two years ago. And there's a reason why the yards per carry has been diminishing. I just think the the data overwhelmingly backs up that at 29. It Honestly, running it might backs be a, fall it might be a little younger. Yeah. It might be like 27, sure. 28. But Derrick Henry has gone to a point for me that I got to see it before I Agreed. predict it. That's, you know? that's my and thought process. I get it too because you literally see like the the age apex at 20. It might even be yeah, might be less than 29, but it falls off an insane cliff once you get to that age 27, 28 season. Derrick Henry's just such yeah, an outlier. This year. Derrick, yeah, Derrick Henry's just such an outlier. That's like forty-nine attempts. Yeah, especially yeah. the carry. How many carries have the year prior? Do you have three hundred plus? Two nineteen. Because oh, he, he got hurt. Oh, right, right, the right, year right, before that though, three seventy-eight, yeah. two thousand. And I think the reason why there's a it's narrative a around a code, bro. the Jaguars being a team that has a stranglehold over the division is because they have the better quarterback sure. and offensive coach and Doug Peterson. And Calvin Ridley's making people think that this offense is going to be all I world. think Calvin Ridley's going to be a pro bowler this I year. Oh, pro Ooh. bowler. Yeah. I think he's going to be a pro bowler. It doesn't hold much weight to me. However, I understand what you mean by that. He's going to have a bowler. really good year. How many receivers That's why make the pro bowl? Six uh, on each side? Six. So, no, uh, is this, sounds right. I don't yeah, know. a Pro Bowler for a receiver. I think I'm gonna be Calvin honest, Ridley. Bro, I don't care about the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm assuming really he's don't. saying he'll have like a top seven. No, but that's eight, what you're I understand the sentiment. So what, what's the what's the stat Ridley's really, gonna have over 1,200 yards this year. Okay. Oh, so over 1,200 yards. He's gonna be. I'll guarantee over a thousand. I'll I'll guarantee. I can guarantee over 1,200. Here's the thing. He's more of a touchdown guy in my opinion because even before he blew up for the was it 1,300 yards that year that he correct. Before that, he had eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns. He had a 10-touchdown season without breaking a He's a touchdown guy. He's a TD merchant. So I feel more confident Opposite that— Opposite of Julio. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of— touchdowns, seven, nine, and then two. So I bodied that. You did. Thanks. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, when he ter- in terms of getting to the end zone, Calvin really, really is like that. So I could see that eight-touchdown type of season. But the yards— Christian Kirk, he's going to be playing against number twos, and I think that he's that's where Christian he's going to thrive. Yeah, he's very, very comfortably better than him. Christian but I say Kirk. that as Christian Kirk last season 
really didn't play like we had seen him for a majority of the season against the wide receiver ones because he's just, not, oh, excuse me, the cornerback ones because that's just not who he is. Calvin Ridley would now take that attention. The field will open up for a little bit more for Christian Kirk. And I just think a second year in an offense, I think that Christian Kirk, you're, we're just not going to forget about him. I think Christian Kirk's still going to be, I wouldn't be shocked if Christian Kirk's the leading receiver on this team in terms of yards. I, I think very easily Calvin shocked. Ridley's the best player in terms of talent-wise. But again, year two in the system. I'd be surprised. I, dude, Christian Kirk put up not, some crazy facing, numbers last year. Ridley's more talented. He's, he's not facing number one easy, quarterback. But know? he just missed two, almost two it seasons. It could take some time. Listen, listen I'll tip either. my cap. I'll happily say that I'm wrong if Calvin Ridley comes out and just 1,300 yards after missing two years. Like That is a testament to who he is as a player. I respect him. I'm, I'm not rooting for him to fail. It's just I'm trying to keep it in my realm of realism. It's You miss two years of football. It's going to be extremely... In the last that we saw of him, he was good. He wasn't the Calvin Ridley that no. he was the season prior. He was good. He was kind of good, honestly. Two years... He was he kind of But I'm trying to be <laughs> nice. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> Especially because what I'm saying yards. right now yeah. is kind of against Calvin Ridley. Kirk came in last year. He shoved me up. Immediately was able to be their wide receiver one. Although sometimes wasn't the strongest wide receiver one. But now you get Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley, who's going to draw attention away from Kirk. Year two in a system. Lawrence is more than comfortable with Kirk already. It would not surprise me if Kirk's the leading receiver. Too. He just got paid. Yeah, so he did. Kirk's I, think, also I, think Kirk, I think Kirk just has a certain role, and he's not going up against the number one corners because he's going up against the slot corners. Yeah, that's true. He plays primarily in the slot. So I, I he has an advantage there, but I think Ridley will be the priority in this offense. He and should I, be. I'd be shocked if Kirk has more yards. But I think the summary of what you're saying, though, is that the Jaguars have a lot of offensive weapons, and that's where people kind of lean them over the Titans, and so do I. But when you go down the position groups between the Titans and the Jaguars, it's very even. The The gap is with the quarterback play, and that's a very huge thing. There's no doubt about it. But I think this Titans defense is going to take a pretty good leap in terms of pass defense next year. Uh, I think that you, last you think year— the gap is in offensive talent? Just talent. There isn't a huge gap in offensive talent at the receiver position. I can see it. I do see it. But defensively, I think the Titans have a better defense than the, t- than Kirk, the Jaguars. Kirk was actually fucking nuts last season. 1,100, eight Bro, Almost 1,300, 10 touchdowns. Yeah, it was up. amazing. Bro, it what was amazing. the fuck? It was amazing. Like, we're just going to suddenly, like, I no, just, I, I, I find I, I, it very hard to believe that the Jaguars just might have won. a K again, for sure. Uh, no, I think, I think that's a lock. Mm-hmm. That is easy. That's the floor for Christian Kirk. I don't, I don't think it's about forgetting. I just think it's about who's going to get open faster and I see Calvin Ridley getting open faster. I understand where you're coming and from. And being the first read in progressions more often. But the Titans have a better defense than the Jaguars yep. and I think offensively with them injecting D hop into the offense, mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Jaguars have that with Ridley, Kirk, and Zay Jones, because Zay Jones was a pretty good wide receiver too last too. year. And Evan Ingram was a great tight end last year too. I think the offensive line is similar. Trevor Lawrence makes the offensive line look amazing because right. his sack rate is so low, his pocket presence is so, is so good that he evades pressure and makes his offensive line look good. But the offensive line is similar. I think the talent between these two teams is right there. But the Jaguars have the edge in quarterback, and that's why I have them winning the division. But I do think it is a competition, and I don't think it's a stranglehold yeah. because I, I do have to respect the Titans. And the fact that they've been 500 – Every other year. I think that speaks for itself that you just yeah, can't no. rule them out. I just said stranglehold because it's all the noise has just been Jaguars You're taking 100% it. Jaguars right. taking it. Like, this is the Jaguars. Like, the, the expectation it is, yeah, take for it sure. easy. Don't take, take it, it easy. Like, <laughs> the, the expectations for the Jaguars is this is, they, they would, people are going to be more shocked that they lose the division than win it comfortably, mm-hmm. you know, like comfortably. So, yeah, I, got, I got the Titans winning 10 games, man. Very, you uh, got the Jags from the division, though? No. 
Oh, Penguins you got the Titans win. Okay. Yes. okay. Interesting. Listen, interesting stat. In terms of points scored, Jacksonville scored 404 points last year. That ranked 10th in the NFL. In terms of points allowed, 350, which ranked 12th. That's not that's not that bad. They give up yardage. They do. Yeah, that's my thing though. As long as everybody's healthy. For yeah. a good, offense, good amount of year. Offense, they ranked oh, t- in terms of team grades in for PFF, which I want everyone to know that's different from in, in terms of yardage. They ranked 21st in terms of defense, they were 15th. Who cool. average you talking defense? About? Maybe you get I'm talking about, about the Walker Jaguars. Breakout, though, you know, and uh, really quick, I'm on. interested to see the Titans. Because, again, these aren't the end-all, be-all. It's just a quick overview for everyone. Defense, yes, 10th for in terms of overall team grade for the Titans. In terms wasn't of Lan- offense, didn't Landry miss some time last year? Good, for the Titans, yes. Yeah, the, the Titans' offense last year was pretty terrible. In terms of points scored, they, re- they ranked 28th. In terms of points allowed, tied for 14th. We're here. Yeah. They're similar. I think a lot of people are just hyping up the Jags because, like Joel mentioned, you have the number one pick, the generational prospect, and he had and a mini breakout last just, year. So you usually have the biggest breakout in the, in the league. If, we, if, if, if Walker takes a, a leap in his development, which I'm assuming he will, because last year he, he was all he was I think all it's right, more of the playoffs. This year you want to see that. Like they just came back from 27 me, down. The Jaguars, you know, Jaguar strength is their defensive line. They get after the quarterback at a top 10 rate. It's just their pass defense. It's like the, the Titans. Say it's literally they, they rank, the Titans. They rank, they rank 28th against the pass. So – that's why, for me, the Jaguars, I think their offense is going to put up points, but I also don't trust their defense to hold opponents to a certain number. So I think they could be a team that's vulnerable to getting into shootouts, and that's how they'll lose games. I also do wonder with the division if it's going to to kind of skew their defensive ranking because you're going to be going up against the Colts in Houston, and we're talking preseason, of course, but we're not expecting either of those two teams to be prolific offensively. Listen, I respect Houston. I didn't say that. I, I just see the look. <laughs> what about in your the Colts? Eye. Listen, you know I'm an AR guy. Oh, get the fuck out of here, dude! What? what? I respect CJ Stroud. He's better than him. Is he? Yes. Is he? He's a better passer. That's what you, you're a he's quarterback. He's more accurate. He's safer. You're a listen, listen. I look at CJ Stroud. I think yes, also, he's safer. Josh be Allen than completes sixty-two percent of his passes. Uh, hey, he had messed our elbow. <laughs> All he's saying is you don't two. need to F- be. Damn, he's saying you don't need to be this completion man no, to be a dog. Josh Allen can throw the football and, full field. And so can, so AR. can AR. No, 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 but like effectively. You know what I'm saying? Uh, How do we know? Like, come on, this guy's being unfair. <laughs> yeah, 38 touchdowns. What the fuck you want me to do? I'm talking about AR though. You're being oh, unfair to no, AR. No, well, he said CJ's a better passer. I said, well, what the fuck is the job of a quarterback? NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. So you think the defense gets inflated by facing that competition? No, nah, no. Nah, I'm just saying in terms of statistics. Like, I wonder, like... The same way that we did it with Philadelphia or the same way with the Niners or one of those two teams Our where they face a tough. bunch of weak competition. I mean, NFC, when yeah. time was there for them to play strong offenses, NFC they kind of folded. That's the only uh, NFC is weak. NFC's? Not the NFC. No, no, no. Because no. we faked, had a good year last well, year. Off, yeah, no, off, sure. Offensively, the Giants offense really uh, isn't yeah. at, is not that crazy prolific. Unfortunately. Cowboys definitely is a good offense. Washington's, Washington's terrible. It's just they, have, they never have a quarterback. You know? Never. Never. Never have, no, never will. Probably. Yeah. They have scary, though. Scary is a no, scary. That's really how they I had him right over A.J. Brown. 
Who? Madden. Oh, they did. I'll fix nuts. it for you when I get in there. Thank you. I'll go to edit roster. I'll fix that for you, buddy. Don't they worry. They had AJ Brown really low. Yeah. yeah they did. They had Garrett Wilson like an 83, too. Where yeah, they had Odell ranked over there. Madden rankings is very odd. Oh, they got that. No. Huh? Their rankings are definitely. So who was one, though, right? We're here. Jettis, yeah. Deserve it. Yeah, we're here. Deserve it. But when is Tyreek going to be a 99, bro? He doesn't need what to be. He's 97. He's 98. 98. He's right there. But he's not. You know what I mean? Like, he's right there, but he's not. No, he's not the number one. He can't be 99. It can't be two 99s at the same position. It definitely could be. As, uh, no. A wide receiver? Do any no. positions have two 99s? I don't think Only so. Only quarterback ever did it. Wide receiver? Quarterback, no. Is that, so what's the difference? Wide receiver? Quarterback's more important position. No, I agree with you. But, but there's, there's just there's 99s. only one number one. As a wide receiver, I'm gotten okay with there being only one 99 each position. It should be only one number like, one. New, like is there not Devontae, a only? Is that is there not a only one number one X? There's only a one, right? There's like the little what, what you, you just said, the flanker X, and then I don't the know what you mean by that. But like I, number I think, one a wide receiver on the team. Like, is there the first number one, and then there's a number two? Yeah, exactly. Yes. If you have Jettas and you have Reek, we know who's the number one and who's the number two. It's Jettas, the number one. And then you look him, and then he's not open. I'm but not I think the point is that I, I don't think Jefferson nasty. clears no, no, no. Tyreek. That's why he's a 99. All I'm saying is they both should be 99. So Tyreek should be a 99. Starts off he should be. He gets boosted to 99. It's possible. He's been rude to him. He just doesn't get like the He's upset over a point. All I'm saying is why isn't he a 99? Because one guy's a 99 already. Again, that logic is terrible because Tay was a 99 and so was the only 99. That's not true. DeAndre Hopkins was a 99 DeAndre Hopkins was not a 99. Yes, he was. DeAndre Hopkins has been a 99. Tell the guy who plays Madden. Okay. Do I not play Madden? I don't know. I actually don't know. I think this guy's terrible. Back in the day. Maybe a long time ago. I don't even think Julio and AB were 99. So D-Hop was never 99? He was a 99. So. I think he was the most I'm like sure I'm good on that. How much you want to put on that? Uh, I don't think anything because I'm not that confident. In this <laughs> All right, answer. then. Yeah. I'm the one that, that plays Madden. <laughs> I'm 100% sound he was a 99. You also just told me you don't play Madden. Well, anymore because the game's mid. What about the fix it. All right. Because I was looking up. All right. I'm confident. All right, what do you want to put on it, then? What, what is this? DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins. I think he was a 97. All right, no. Let's see. Yeah, he did in the NFL in 2021. I apologize. He's 99? The Call Hopkins, me daddy. Hopkins joined in 99. Who else was a 99, though? Was it two people or just one? It was just one. Like I said, there's always one. Oh, Never this guy two. Just tried to find a silver lining. And he came 50 into 50. the 99 club again, so he was oh, okay. a 99 the year before. So twice. That's fair, but there was right. only one. Oh, no, no, there was two. It was Michael Thomas as well. Oh, oh God. Uh, Michael <laughs> Thomas at 99? Rightfully yeah. so. He just broke the record for receptions That's in the season. Off. Fraud's the 99, yeah. but we'll hear. Right. Yeah, it was Michael Thomas. 2021. He was a 99, and Tay wasn't. So you mean to tell me impossible. them two wasn't, but Julio and AB were never 99s at the same time. You know how mad it is. You need, That's year, insane, you need years though. under your belt. They still have Chase at like a 94. Well, he you know, he only got one year. The ratings stink. Two. The ratings stink. Oh, remember he was hurt last year. No, but he was amazing. They had a K, though. They only a K in 13 games, right? A K is mid. They're not going to give you a lot for a K, you know? He's disrespectful. So getting into these super chats, kill moves goes, hope y'all had a great weekend. I want y'all to rank these teams in terms of what you look forward to or what entertains you the most for NFL and NBA draft, free agency, and trade deadline. Here's to a good pod. Ooh. I think for NFL, the draft excites me the most, free agency, because trade deadline is not a lot. So I'll go draft, free agency, deadline. I like free agency. This deadline draft is and late. trade deadline. For NFL? Yeah. It's, been, it's definitely been more, you know, yeah. hectic these last couple of years, but. Nothing compared to like the NBA. I would have said you know? deadline and um training camp, but training camp isn't yeah. up here. In NBA, it's probably drafts last for me in NBA. It's probably trade mm. deadline might be one. It, yeah, it might be. Yeah, it trade deadline's be. a movie. It depends on the free agency class, yeah. you know. NFL trade deadline 
nothing cinematic usually happens. Yeah. But yeah. CMC getting traded last year that was, was fucking lit. nuts. That was, yeah. That was a big move. But that was like the first time it happened in a while. Right. I was going to say, I remember, that a player's like, gotten traded. One of the last big trades that we've seen at the deadline, was, I think like Carson Palmer got traded. Was Robert was, Quinn traded this season too? Was Jimmy Graham a trade deadline? Or Yo, was that during I the don't season? know. No, for the Seattle two. Yeah, to, to no, Seattle. That was off season. That yeah, was, was off season. season. Mm-hmm. We, we traded for Jay Super Bowl. Never forget. It's a Dolphin legend. That is a Dolphin legend. We traded for James Robinson. Uh, that was Jets. Sweet. Ter- tragic, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Big O go. Shout out Kenny Pickett. Shout out. I remember what y'all said about my team last episode. May have not been bad, but it wasn't hype either. Wasn't I was that. respecting the shit yeah, out I of gave the you, I gave him nine wins. <laughs> I, would, I, w- I was I would, a little bit rude on my way to nine wins, but I gave him the nine. You really are the most disrespectful here to the Steelers. I got to give him their nine. I got to give Tom the respect. Dread goes, I asked Riv during Summer League, but how many overall sports teams do you guys support? Did you ask me that? Well, Riv's got 20. Overall sports teams. Oh, oh, oh. I, I don't have 20 yet. Oh no! NBA plus NFL? No, I don't, I don't think I'm at 20 yet. I think I'm at 17. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. The NBA for me. Eagles, Bills. It's Bears. Browns? No, agenda. Okay. Cardinals? Ah, oh, fuck. 18. Bro, the Browns count. You're definitely fucking <laughs> no, I'm not Browns. a Browns fan. I'm in agenda. Because after this year, it's cooked. Those but are you're the a Cardinals fan, not an agenda. Sure. Okay. Kyler. Okay. Guy, okay. Man. The legend. You fell off. No, I didn't. You don't be on I have his jersey. You don't. I don't do jerseys. You don't be on the Arizona way. This guy way, does bro. do jersey. He has a Wiggins jersey. Somebody bought it for me. Somebody bought it for me. Someone bought me the Kyler jersey. Oh, see, I thought you bought it yourself. No. Yeah, I don't usually get your jersey. But you're not on the Arizona wave like me, man. I mean, bro, they're terrible. Why, Why would I you want to be on the worst wave? team in the league? <sighs> Jets fans. Oof, what do you mean? Gonna go we're going to be better than We were better than the last year. Say, we're going to be better than the Cardinals. So? I can guarantee you that. You nah, so? I think pretty easily. You want to do a Cardinals Jets match? <laughs> <laughs> we did it last year. We actually did one last year. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I we did one last that. year. I got kind of played. And Zach Wilson starting the season off five and two. Won me that bet, baby. Oh, facts. Yeah. That was with him. With me. No, that was with you. It was with me? Yeah, that was with you. I probably got hurt. He probably didn't pay you. Oh. I think he did. I did. Oh, did he? I reminded him about it. Yeah, yeah. And then when the time came for me to pay up. To him for the bet we made about the Bulls and Wizards, I came back with the Hawks bet we had two years ago. Like that's because he never now. reminded me about the Hawks and he. But we actually forgot about that shit. It's on the board. No, not, the board? no not, not that one. Oh, that, that that we wrote that down. That's why we remembered that one. When it comes to the NFL, I think I'm the river of the NFL. I, I support a lot of teams. Yeah, it's actually scary what you do. I because I, I love I support poverty. Teams I love NBA. NFL teams. I just love teams so much. Like the Jets, I support. Bengals. The Bengals I support. Chiefs. All right, listen, we, we should preface it by this, and I, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here. Joel's a Jets fan. The rest of these teams he supports. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, no, you said support and also said, I support he, this team. He I support this. he's a fan. Nah, he lost me. And then Drew tries to save him. Wow. I'm doing him a favor. I, I also so, do I you think a favor. Support yeah. and fan is kind of synonymous. You just lose me with the fact that you're I'm allegedly you a, a Bulls fan, a but you no, you're not. You're a Warriors fan. Barely. You're a Warriors fan. What the hell? You're a Warriors. I'm a Bulls fan. fan. How many games did you watch? Of what? I suffered. Of what? <laughs> I suffered. Yeah, I understand that, but bro, you put it on the hierarchy, and the Bulls weren't even top three. They were top three. Look at my list. Go look at my list right now. They were my top God, three. This guy's gonna make me throw they up were on top air. Three. Isn't that synonymous though? I think supporting a team means that you're a fan of them, even at even at a bottom. That's what I'm saying. Nah, I because I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I don't just support him. I'm a fan of him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as long as players. he's on the Bengals, I'm, I'm if he leaves the Bengals, the Bengals, though, you're not. But right I think you can support no, quarterbacks. S- often don't yeah, leave. You support the team, though. Yeah, well, you want the team to do well. You can support a quarterback. Like I don't. I support the Eagles. I wasn't supporting Jalen Hurts though. I was just kind of like you're fair. No, it's just that's, you, you can really me, you right. can you know you can split the ways. Especially as your like your team not supporting. I was supporting Zach Wilson. No, you wasn't. 
I, I was in the off season. In absolutely. Off season, yeah. Thank you. I he mean, I got off the train, but yeah, yeah like, by week three, yes. you were like, ah, I'm just watching. This. He, he tried to buy in. He, you know, if you would have bought in, I think things would have turned out a little bit differently. You think so? It was your hesitancy that I bought in about as long as I could with Zach. I really tried. But it's the Jets, Bengals, Chiefs, the Chiefs. So gross. Bengals and Chiefs is I so I support nuts. the Chargers, too. Can we, can like we, can we got all the elite Can you pick a side on Bengals-Chiefs? You can't root for both. They, they're he the will. biggest rival in sports oh, and, Cowboys and, and NFL too. right now. The Vikings, the Vikings. I like the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I do. Are the Chiefs and are Chiefs and Bengals not the biggest and rivalry in the NFL me, right now? It could be. So you, you can't teams. root for both, bro. Oh, he said he's too much. You can't. Why? Who's worse, me or Joel? I support you don't the make Pistons, the rules. Bro. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the Pistons, but bro. But no, the fact that you support both is insane. You don't make the rules, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a fuck who makes the rules. <laughs> and it's, it's not my it's not my my team is the Jets, but I like the Bengals. No, you and the know, Chiefs. you might be a Chiefs fan for until, sure. Until until those teams face each other, then I take my unbiased hat off you know. and I make predictions. And that's why last year, I, I mean last season in the playoffs, I had the Chiefs winning. That was the unbiased glasses coming off. But you also did say if the Bengals win, you would be ecstatic either way. Of course he would. Yeah, I'd be happy for either player, <laughs> for Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes. Either of them win, I'm happy with do, it. Man. I think I have the least teams here. It's, it's the Celtics in the NBA, Jets, Jets. Ravens, Eagles. There was the a time NFL. I supported the 49ers yeah, when Alex Smith was a quarterback. When Alex Smith was a quarterback for the Niners, I and supported the them. And the Mets, yeah. And that's why I transitioned my support to the Chiefs with when Alex Smith went there as well. Uh, he's blatantly I like lying Alex to you Smith. Guys. Uh, All right, I've always been a big Alex Smith. He's lying. First time I heard this. He Alex this Smith is a the new story. It's this. like that time we heard about that new the, the New Jersey Nets story just randomly just to get to, <laughs> just to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. It's insane how you. Just I've always liked Alex Smith, bro. Really? I've always like. And then Smith I just hear it into the. Do you have Do you have Alex Smith tweet? I'd probably do. I can check it. Oh my, my god. My Twitter's not that not I'll that say, old. Does it go that back? No, that's Are you also a Mets old. fan or are you, you I don't follow baseball. I don't really care. I just yeah, say I'm a Mets fan or whatever. I think you and I are pretty close. That's facts. I have the Lakers. Uh football You have the, the magic. It's the Bronx. I guess. I I just love the magic in terms of you have the, just the community. I def don't do that to me. That's what? a Jesus. I was wrong. If listen, if you're not counting the Browns then we're not counting any. Now of you were teams. riding the Raptors for like a couple years, though. No, I wasn't. Browns was like four months. Raptors was a, a calm. Yeah, no, Raptors was an agenda. I was wrong. It was for two years. I guess though. it was Scotty, huh. and I had to be wrong about that. No, it was the Raptors. Then Scotty. Was it? He liked the Raptors Before team, Scottie and then there? no, it was Scotty was there, but he liked the Raptors team. Mm. Then the next year was like yeah, Scotty. They, they played no bench players and were a top five. He team. was extremely yeah, he was excited. That's and then fire. the next year it was Scotty, and then it was like and then they almost yeah. pulled a comeback after being down three yeah, zero. It was lit. Thanks. Um, but yeah, it's the Lakers for sure. Football, it's the Broncos. I love Tua so by association, it's Lions? Miami. Lions is really a TBD man. I I fuck with the Lions a lot, but really it's it's Miami of teams that are not the Broncos. It's Miami. The Giants, the Lions are the fringe team. They're closer to being on the list than not, to be so honest. You probably with beat you. them by one team. Yeah, and then the Yankees are well. I I fuck with soccer. I, I well, let me just not say, I like soccer. Yes, I respect it. Uh, but I care about Arsenal more than I care oh, about anything else. If we're in baseball, I'm at twenty. Throws in Miami. Yeah, I'm at twenty. And then my Liberty. Y'all gotta hop on, man. I watched the game, Live. bro. We're lit. It's actually. Fun. Did you guys see Sabrina? At the three-point competition, only that missed two shots. So oh. this is the tweet I found about Alex Smith I knew in 2021. This guy just doesn't care about conversations. Okay. <laughs> two legends. Thank you for everything, Alex Smith. Incredible career, incredible comeback, incredible person. 
<laughs> Yo, what? <laughs> Told you, I'm, I'm, I've been a big Alex Smith guy. Oh my god! Lo- how can you not root for Alex Smith, man? It's, it's hard. You have to. Yeah, you have to. It's hard not guy. to. After what he's been through, man, I saw the documentary. Brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. It's it's a it's oh, a pretty uh, graphic Grusom. one. Yeah. yeah, Gruesome's a great word. Anthony Saldana goes, "Who's the best at 2K Madden and the show?" So I think at 2K, I'm easily the best here. You no did. Shot. I you beat, beat, you beat me once. Yeah, you've I beat never played me. Riv has been too scared to play me fr- since the beginning of the time. Since the beginning uh, of time. Uh, my P5 broke, bro. I've been in pain for like two months. Madden, I think I don't know who's better at Madden. I beat you at Madden. Madden, I'm, you got. I, I got him in Madden. It was um, close games though. Defenses, the show I've never. I just met anybody I just in the show. Don't. I just like playing by myself. Oh, I bet. Um, that being said, at the show, if you guys don't really play, the show. I mean, you guys don't really play. I play like a fucking crack fiend. I play it all the time. Um, Madden, uh, until 2K gets simulation rights, bro, I'm not buying or playing another Madden. Madden is just rinse and repeat. They literally do the same exact thing. Now you can do a jump throw where you're falling to the ground. Now that shit looks insane. fucking chuck it. I'll yeah. be honest, I will be trying to do that The game gets worse and worse. Play. That would blow my mind. I also I am begging. It should begging. only be Mahomes doing that. I'm respectfully. I'm begging. Every quarterback should do that. like though. once every 10 games, too. I'm on my hands and knees praying for NFL Street. Until that happens, I'm not I mean, playing Madden's another football usually good game the first either. Three months, then it gets dead after that. Yeah, it's fun to do like a fancy draft with your friends, and then you know play two weeks and never touch it again. I play FIFA a lot. FIFA I've been so playing it a lot. So they're changing FIFA to FC because they didn't like renew the uh, the rights with FIFA. So it's called FC Twenty Four next they year. They do too much. You know, Messi's debut is this Friday. Is it for Inter Miami? Oh, yeah. Tough. Oh, he's playing yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. They had like an event wow. to introduce him to the club. It was fire. He about to break every record. He's about to be by far and away the best uh, MLS player of all time. Must have been the money. There's no way you're coming to play in America. Definitely the money. No, but he's also at this point in time. It's like so much he's bread. accomplished everything. Well, he turned down a billion from fucking Saudi Arabia. Look, I wouldn't go Look. there either. <laughs> Come to no America. Shot. You already know that the media is about to be amazing. And he's in Miami. Yeah. Santos goes Miami. wear the tour shirt, Joel. I will. It didn't be special. We got AFC, it planned already. Yeah, we got it planned just, already. Let's, just, let's keep it hush. Yeah, you'll, you'll see when I wear it. Exactly. So. Messi actually has an agreement with Apple TV that all the revenue Apple TV gets from the MLS soccer games, Messi gets a chip of that. That's insane. He's about to be a quadrillionaire. But you know that he's joining. I didn't know this before I actually dig deep into it, but Messi's joining the worst team in the MLS. Oh, he about to turn Inter Miami is bottom of the bottom. They're about to turn into contenders. They're horrible. I fuck with it. I fuck with that vibe. That was like when NYCFC first came into MLS. Their best player was David Villa. And they were, and let me say, not they. He was unfucking believable David Villa played for Spain, played for Barcelona. He's like one of the Does better. David Beckham one of the be- still play soccer? No, no. He's, he also, that was a huge deal at the time too. 10 years, 250 million. I think it was the richest contract in sports history. When he, can't, when he, playing, he went and signed at with that LA Galaxy, yeah. And then A-Rod broke that with his 10-year, 300 million. I feel like NBA. I feel like Jalen Brown just broke that. Uh, Jalen Brown will have the richest contract in NBA. The richest contract in sports is Patrick Mahomes. You got five hundred. Oh wait, let me not no. say in sports because I think Ronaldo's deal over in oh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Is number one. If I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. I think On David Beckham basis, owns Inter Miami. Does he? Yeah, and I, he Brown was a big part of the recruitment three, three for Messi. Change? Yeah, something like that. Jalen Brown's gonna have the number one contract in the NBA. That's usually how it goes. Somebody, yeah, somebody yeah. will break it. Hopefully. So Smitty who goes, <laughs> young goats, keep up this great podcast. Where do you guys rank Larry Bird all time? Yeah, what do you sure. think, man? 
Uh, I've never really done a top fucking like, 10 no list. Shit, man. Top, <laughs> top six, top five type shit. Top, top six. That was maybe five players from the 80s. You could do that. Outside MJ, the big ones. I Pippen, knew you were going to do Larry. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve Kerr, Rodman. Okay. You, uh, you named Steve. That's odd to name Steve I was Kerr. just, I had the bulls in my head, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have Larry Bird at six. He's yeah. number six for me. Larry Bird like top eight for me, for sure. Top, top eight? eight? Yeah, like top eight, top nine. If someone came to you and said, yo, he's better than Magic. Not a bad take. They're, they're. I feel like they're always neck and neck when people do their rankings. As a Laker truther, I, I could never openly come out here on a microphone and say that. But Lakers truther is insane. Lakers truther is. That's what I do. I come Laker. here and I tell the truth. I feel like Laker, to be a Lakers truther, you had to be in there for like five, six years, like grind. I just had work. to say five, six years because I've been here for four, and it's gonna be. My actually, have season. you been here for four? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah. That was just a five. Was just twenty nineteen, bro. Five is this upcoming season. Sorry, buddy. You got five year anniversary. Here. It's all right. Zach Preeb goes. Drew, do you believe Finns are a lock? To win the East. I believe they are. And Ugh. Tua is winning MVP. There it is. Tyreek Kill is the best wide receiver in the NFL, and he will stamp it this season. Here's my thing. If I believe that Tua Tungvaluwa will be the MVP of the National Football League, that's going to go hand-in-hand with him having to win the division. So you know what? Fuck it. Stamp it. They're winning the division. You don't believe Here we go. Crickets. <laughs> I do think that people are giving the Dolphins not enough, not enough of a chance to win a division. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I think that it's the Jets and the Bills. And a lot of glazing of the Buffalo Bills and really? the New York Jets. Three teams have like a legit the chance. The most love out of everyone. Yeah. Three teams have a legit Deservedly chance. So. Listen, yeah. you guys deserve love. Your no, defense sure. is cracked. For sure, but I think all three of those teams have a real chance. Yeah. I think all three of those teams in other divisions would be the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. I think the AFC East is just one of the toughest divisions in football. And honestly, people sleep on the Patriots. They'll be a 500 oh. team this year. And the AFC, only in the AFC South, I think. They're South is tough. That's three teams. Again, that's tough. You're right. Yeah. I say the, the West, Mahomes got it. NFC, the North, outside sorry? of the NFC West and East. Yeah. West who? Mahomes. It's good teams in there, though. Okay. You might finish third. Who? Your team in the division. Chargers. But the, we'll see yeah, about that. Finish out of you. Santos yeah. said, put your money yeah, your mouth two hundred dollars fucking two hundred dollars bet <laughs> like bro he's two saying, wins yeah, MVP. Yeah, right, put, put he, he has to pick someone on, on fucking he has to pick on someone on a sports book in plus two thousand odds or something yeah that's yeah. what I would do uh he has to pick someone I'm not just gonna make a two hundred dollar bet for him yeah, to get the insane. field like, yeah the field is fucked up so yeah Santos revise it what what if it was a two hundred dollar bet Tua wins MVP though you win a thousand he doesn't he gets the two hundred. Actually, listen. Because you need, you need the. Pays me a thousand dollars. You're against the field. That's why you give me five. You probably get more five times odds. You a thousand percent. If I'm putting two hundred, yes. He's probably like plus forty five hundred. He probably has like. Yeah. We'll see as the season approaches. If I decide to put an egregious bet on to a winning MVP, it's gonna be like it'll be like week six. He's leading the league in yards and touchdowns. He's thrown maybe like one interception. Cash out. That that's gonna happen if. The defensive backs drop interceptions again like they did last year. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. Like Madden 2010, you know, you throw right into the defenders, they just drop it's it. Kind of like when Mahomes Doesn't happen had no like the, the what was it, two interception season, and he led the uh, league and dropped and interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Uh, that was no, something. Madden was nuts. You used to drop open picks like early in the days, like Madden 10, 11. But then ironically, bro, they made middle linebackers oh, yeah, jump 10 feet. Yeah. Wide yeah, receivers. Yeah, you throw it. Jump with a one hand. It's nah, crazy. Bobby Wagner in like Madden 16, 17 was probably the best player I've ever used on a defense. One of the better linebackers I've used in Madden right now, currently, in the past couple of years, has been Kamu Gruger Hill. He has like a 91 speed. Oh, so he's he's a, a, speed is he Texans? Dumb. 
He is on the Texans. Yeah. Shit, he's probably not on the team no more, but uh-huh. he's bounced around from team to team. But his speed is – he's very fast. So it's easy to use him and get a, a ton of interceptions. If you ever use her Madden, just get the fastest guy. The overall really doesn't matter. He'd be 65. That's why when I was the Jets, I used Ashton Davis. Okay, you're a free for Ashton that. Davis <laughs> got the 94 speed. Yeah. He's fast. We've done one topic. <laughs> <laughs> we had to read Super Chats. People donating. We got to do Super Chats. Uh, there we go. Hour and a half. <laughs> Dude, we still have more. Um, no, we, we sure do. More. I think we do. Yeah. Zach Preby said, Joel, you can pay me for our time bets now, bro. Yep, you guys have a bet. I made a Titans bet with them. I, I forgot what it was. They're going to win like eight games or something, or they're going to be a 500 team. I, th- I think that's the bet I made with him. For this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're going to be a 500 team. You know, so I'm counting on the Titans to, to win nine games. All right. I'm making that bet in Vegas, too. It's right. the best time to make, make those type of bets. Santos, this is terrible odds. Like, bro, he's losing like, me. What, what are we doing Santos, here? Santos, you're he trying to finesse me. You'd be a terrible bookie. <laughs> he dropped it on us. The Santos state of the running back position is in a sad place if you're a fan of running backs because after Josh Jacobs led the NFL in rushing, Saquon finished fourth, and Tony Pollard finished 16th, mostly due to Zeke still getting a, a boatload of carries while obviously being a shell of himself. Neither of these players have gotten extended. All teams chose to not extend them, and they will be playing on the franchise tag. What I think is eye-opening about all this is that a team in the Cowboys who not too long ago paid Zeke, was it six years, $90 million? Stupid bag. Are refusing to pay a running back that, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl running back. He, last year, mistakes. he was a great running back. They're choosing not to pay a running back because like all other 31 other NFL teams, they are realizing that paying running backs is a mistake. These are the highest running back contracts in recent history. CMC, four years, $64 million. Zeke, six years, $90 million. Le'Veon Bell, four years, $52.5 million. Todd Gurley, four years, $60 million. Dalvin Cook, five years, $63 million. Outside of CMC, who was traded, all of these running backs were cut during the duration of their deal. And the last nine leading rushers for the Super Bowl winning team have made less than $2 million. I don't think this is an issue of inequality, like everybody's talking about how it's not fair that the running back position isn't being compensated. I think it's about supply and demand. The reason why quarterbacks get paid the most money is because the demand for them is high and the supply is very low for getting a top echelon guy. When it comes to running backs, they're a dime a dozen. You might have a demand for it, but the supply is so grand that you can find a seventh-round pick in Pacheco and you don't need to pay Zeke, $90 million over six years. You can find a great running back anywhere, and I think that's the issue we're running into right now. Should these great players get paid? They should. But I think right now it's an issue of maybe adjusting how many years they are under contract for their initial rookie deal and also maybe just heavily incentivizing their contracts so if they hit certain milestones, they can be paid accordingly. But at this point, I do agree with the side that running backs are just the most replaceable position in football. And that's why we're seeing teams opt to not pay the Saquons of the world, the Josh Jacobs or the Tony Pollards. And not only are they replaceable, but you see the fall-offs these guys have, right? Some of it's not their fault. You look at a guy like Todd Gurley who had you know, degenerate knee and, and knee issues that caused his career to go from the best running back in football to two years later out of the league 
Le'Veon Bell, whether it was scheme, fit, taking the year of football, he declined drastically. Zeke declined drastically. So I think a lot of these teams are seeing that what's the point of giving these guys this money that we know a year or two into the contract, they're going to fall off. And if you look at specifically these three guys who this season, Saquon, Pollard, Jacobs, all of these situations, for one, Saquon, this current front office, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, did not draft Saquon number two overall. That was Dave Gettleman who made that selection. There was, you know, a lot of controversy around the time because they were thinking about even Darnold. I know there was quarterbacks available, but they went with Saquon, who was probably the most talented player in the draft, but everyone's saying it's a running back. Do you take them number two overall? So when Joe Shane came into here and he ran the show and he's the GM, he's kind of picking up the pieces of Dave Gettleman. He wasn't the one who selected Saquon Barkley. He wasn't the one who kind of had this weight on him to extend him, even though Saquon obviously improves this team. I don't think there's any fan out there who's going to look at the Giants and say they're going to be better off without Saquon Barkley. And I think it goes into the fact that when you have a quarterback who Pacheco works on the Chiefs because you have Patrick Mahomes, right? If you put Pacheco on the Giants, I don't think he's giving you that same production and really opening up that offense that Saquon does. And when you pay Daniel Jones $40 million, you want that money to be worth it. So I think getting the most talent around him is the obvious thing to do. And when you hear reports saying that the Giants and Saquon were only a million or $2 million apart, it makes me wonder why they just didn't come to that agreement. Because we know the Giants, they're ready to win now. Whether we think they're contenders or not, you don't pay a quarterback $40 million and say we're rebuilding. right? So the fact that they didn't pay Saquon when it was that little of a disagreement was surprising to me. And for the other guys, Tony Pollard's coming off a broken leg, and he's never been a workhorse running back. So I'm not surprised the Cowboys are saying, let's give you a year, see what you do, and we could think about it down the road. And for Josh Jacobs, it's another Saquon situation where it's a different front office who didn't draft Josh Jacobs. So when you have a lot of these front offices and coaching staffs turn over year after year, it's hard to have that continuity because when you draft a guy in the first round, you're putting that stamp on them saying, this is my guy, I picked him, we think you could be a franchise cornerstone. But when a new front office comes in, they don't have the same attachment to players. So they don't feel obligated to pay them that big money. And like Joel said, you go through that list of all the running backs who got paid. CMC is really still the only one that's worth it. And that's because the Niners, number one, they're the ones paying them now, right? And not, not the Panthers because the Panthers aren't ready to compete. Just like the Raiders with Josh Jacobs aren't ready to compete. The Niners looked at CMC. We had this debate when, when the trade went down that this might be the missing piece that gets us over the hump. This might be the piece that Jimmy G at the time needs to be able to, you know, extend plays, pick up those first downs, uh, convert third uh, convert third downs. So I think it's a mix of roster construction where if you're not competing like the Raiders, there's no sense to extend a running back and also just the front office. And if you didn't draft the guy, there's not that same attachment level than if you were the GM who drafted him. You want to go, Riv? Yeah, I'll go. Um, a lot of what Dell says makes sense. I think it's really a case-by-case scenario. Because I think if you look at the teams that's won the Super Bowl, you know, like the Eagles, the Niners, before like before CMC got there, they went to the Super Bowl. The Chiefs, they didn't really have a high-powered running back. They didn't have an elite running back. They had a committee, especially with the Eagles. Like, we have a committee of running backs that are just sixth-round picks, fifth-round picks, for like underground running backs that we just slot in, slot out, and they do good work. Same thing with the Chiefs. They had a committee. Same thing with the Niners. They had Raheem Mostert. He wasn't no prime time name. They had a committee. You know, even other teams. Like, I think it's a case-by-case scenario. And although there is some elite running backs in the league and they deserve to get paid, you have to look at the situation like Dell said. I think for the Giants, though, that's like a 50-50 thing because I feel like 
paying Daniel Jones forty million, but not paying the guy who really was the charge of your playoff push is kind of insane. I think if you want to stay competitive, you want to be a playoff team. Saquon earned the money rightfully so. Like he was the reason you got to the playoffs. He was the reason you guys were competitive for the most part this year. He helped Daniel Jones. He's the guy who deservedly deserved that money. So he should have got paid, no questions asked. For these other guys, you know, I get it. Like Josh Jacobs, the team isn't ready to uh, compete. Do you want to put that money into him when you're not ready to compete? Tony Pollard has always been behind Zeke, so he's never been a full starting running back. And then he's coming off an injury. So running and running backs is honestly – you can replace them at any moment as long as you have an elite offensive line, you have a great quarterback. You can put a running back in that scheme that can do the little things, that can catch the ball, that can get three to four yards consistently. If you can just get a mid to a uh, good level running back, you can always fix that mistake. So, unfortunately, that's just how the position is. I don't see how that's going to change outside of the few guys like CMC who CMC got traded to a perfect situation. So, he was able to make up for that money and be elite with the 49ers. Other running backs can't do that. We can't. We don't have APs of the world who can just single-handedly backpack an offense to the playoffs, go 2,000 yards. We don't have Derrick Henrys. There's few and rare running backs that can do that, and there's few rare running backs that can earn that money. This is a difficult topic for me because I've been so known to be pro running back and believing in the talent, and that does go and, and coincide with my love for fantasy football. However, taking that aside and, and trying to just talk about this strictly in the NFL sense, I understand where you guys are coming from, but we're talking about the number one leading rusher last year, number four leading rusher last season, and the 11th leading rusher last season, who was really one of the primary catalysts to the offense. All of them really were essential pieces. You probably look at Josh Jacobs, maybe Devontae Adams was the more essential piece to that offense. Number one in the league, you simply can't gloss over that. Saquon Barkley was the most important piece on that New York Giants offense. I can talk all that I want about Daniel Jones. Of course, he's the leader at the helm. He did a lot of his own that was great in terms of rushing the football also. But Saquon Barkley, of course, is number one that I look at on that offense. And then Tony Pollard. You have CeeDee Lamb. You have Dak Prescott. But the versatility that Tony Pollard provides you, on top of getting limited carries, to still be 11th in the league is a testament to how great Tony Pollard is. The Cowboys are learning from their past mistakes. And Ezekiel Elliott, I'm talking as someone who is one of my favorite football players that I've seen in my lifetime. And the fact that I can sit here and say that the Cowboys are learning from their mistakes because that contract had, tried, had, for lack of a better term, burned them. Even though they're still a respectable team, they have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. But in terms of how his production has diminished from season to season, that's where you look at and say it burned them. So they're trying to learn from their past mistakes in terms of Tony Pollard. But Tony Pollard also is coming off an injury that we did see in the playoffs. So there could be a little caution there. Hey, prove it one year. Show me that you are 100% healthy. And then we'll work on an extension. Another thing that I want to talk about in terms of contracts. Now, I want to credit, of course, Jeff Darlington, who did, did tweet this out. The franchise tag in 2015 for a quarterback was 18.5 million. Now it's 32.4. The wide receiver franchise tag in 2015 was 12.8. It is now almost 20 million. The running back tag in 2015 was 10.9. It's now 10.1. It's less than it was almost 10 years ago. So it's gotten to a point where the running backs, it's being known league wide that the running back position is the most replaceable. And you mentioned it. You tweeted it out. Joel V. Moran, give him a follow. Of all the champions of recent memory that have won a Super Bowl with running backs that are making, I think the most expensive player that led their team in rushing in their game was 
2.8 million, and he wasn't even a, a running back. It was a receiver. It was Percy Harvin for the Seattle Seahawks. It just goes to show you that, yes, run, rushing is integral in, in the NFL for sure, but it does not hold King over passing. The quarterbacks rightfully make their money. And with with quarterbacks comes receivers because that's the next up in the hierarchy of who deserves the, the most amount of money next after quarterbacks. Running backs definitely are important, no doubt about it. And I feel like a lot of people do view this from a fantasy football aspect. And listen, I'm guilty of that too. But I have to take a step back and realize that a lot of these teams that are having success are with teams that are not paying top dollar to these running backs. It doesn't take away from how talented these guys are. These are the premier athletes of the world. Forget forget about just the NFL. These are amazing athletes. Saquon Barkley is one of the best athletes. Josh Jacobs really solidified himself as one of the best running backs in the game last season. More underrated for a couple of years, but last year really solidified himself. Tony Pollard, you've been talking about it for a couple of years. One of the more underappreciated running backs in the game. These guys are legit. Football players are some of the best athletes there are. It does not take away from that. It's just a matter of... There needs to be a better way to construct these contracts with these running backs. It's it what they're doing really, and I'm sorry I'm talking a lot here, and I'll move on really fast, but what they're doing with their rookie deals is they're they're abusing them. They're abusing these rookie contracts and, and running these running backs into the ground. And then at this point in time, they realize, hey, these kind of it's, they're used goods. We don't need that anymore. We'll move on. The only thing that I could really think of that would maybe benefit running backs, and this can't happen for some time. I think you were telling me the CBA isn't going to be renewed until 2020. There you go. So the only thing that comes to mind is on a rookie contract, if you are a running back, you sign a two-year deal. And maybe that might not be beneficial for some teams because, of course, they're trying to, to take advantage as much as they can with salary cap being as important as it is in the NFL but that's the only quote-unquote fair thing I could think about for running backs. You sign them for a two-year rookie deal. If you're like that, you get an extension for that four years while you're still in your prime, while you're not being overutilized. And that way we don't look at these contracts and think that these teams made terrible mistakes. I mean, you look at the, the very few that really have been beneficial for their team. Derrick Henry, of course. You mentioned it, CMC, but he, even he was traded. Um, I, I think of names like Nick Chubb, who's still on their team, but he was, of course, on a team-friendly deal. Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon was able to go to a Super Bowl with him being given an extension as well. Aaron Jones is one of those that I look at and think that he obviously has performed very well, but the way that things have turned out now and, and in hindsight, are we looking at that that signing as a great deal? Like there, of course, we're going to look at it in history. There's going to be moments that you can pick and choose from, but there's just so much overwhelming information to go opposite of that that it's hard to really stand where the running backs – you can win while still paying them top dollar. It's, it really hasn't been the case. The biggest thing that's affecting this is just the evolution of football becoming more pass-heavy. For sure. You're no longer using the run to set up the pass. You're, you're passing the ball to set up the run. I look back to this 1999 trade, Ricky Williams, trade running back. <laughs> a trade between the Saints and the, and the Washington Commanders. The, the Saints traded, I think, a boatload of first, I think uh, it was a whole their first round pick, third round pick, fourth round pick, fifth round pick, their entire draft class to get this running back. You should have just mention the Herschel Walker trade. That's Herschel it Walker trade was another it big one. Built an entire dynasty in Dallas. Like running backs used to be prioritized so much that teams are trading up for them and, and giving away multiple valuable assets to get these guys. And now it's not the case. We only see those type of trades for quarterbacks. Maybe it's just the trend. But the recent 
running back contracts is the reason why we're at the stalemate we are now because Todd Gurley got his contract and just fell off a cliff. His knees gave out, and he just wasn't the same. It's the hardest conversation to have with Todd Gurley because he is our generation's Bo Jackson. Of course, Bo Jackson's the better athlete, multi-sport athlete. But I think about it in terms of how dominant Todd Gurley was. Really, just there was no one on his level. And then suddenly his knees just break down. He's nowhere near the player that he was. It really does break my heart because I understand where you're coming from, but really it was one of those things that it was out of his control. And Ezekiel Elliott, who they signed him to a six-year deal, and I'll be honest, they cut Zeke this offseason. They were about two years too late. I think Zeke, if you watch the Cowboys, you could have seen this two years ago that he wasn't the same player. Ate some money on that too. Yeah, they ate some money on that. And the worst thing is that this year, this past season, Zeke actually had more touches overall than Pollard. And that's because they were paying him so much money that they they had to just justify it and they force-feeded Zeke. Le'Veon Bell, I think, is the worst example of it. I think he set back running backs a lot. And he tried to do it for a good cause. He sat out because he said, listen, the market isn't what I like. He ended up sitting out an entire year, got a deal from the Jets that was even less money than the Steelers initially offered him. And with the Jets, he was horrible. And then he bounces around teams. He goes to Kansas City. We're thinking there might be a revival, and he was just done. And it doesn't help that James Conner instantly matches production the very year that he sat out. And the Steelers were fine when Le'Veon Bell left. So I think all of these deals in conjunction have been study cases for having case studies for the NFL to be like, listen, this all has happened in the past couple of years. And I think something similar happened with quarterback contracts not too long ago when the Eagles paid Wentz and the Rams paid Goff and they didn't make it through their contracts. They got traded and Then you started to see quarterbacks not getting paid as fast and frequently. Yep. There was a big stalemate between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson for some time. He's finally gotten paid. The biggest thing that's holding back running backs from getting money in the rookie deals is the rookie wage scale because back then in the NFL, rookies were able to make whatever the team wanted them to make. You know, the Raiders, and it started with Jamarcus Russell because the Raiders paid Jamarcus Russell, I think, $60 million, and he just blew it. So that's what started this rookie wage scale. And it's not just running backs that are getting abused by the, the contracts. It's also quarterbacks. You know, Lamar Jackson, one of the best winning percentages since coming into the league, he was getting paid, I think, uh, less than $10 million. Yep. So elite players on the rookie wage scale are going to look like they're getting exploited mm-hmm. because they're – outmatching what they're getting. They're outmatching their production. Especially if you're not a first-round pick. Like, Mm -hmm. I think Dak, who's a fourth-round pick, like, he's making a million dollars. And part of the issue, too, is the franchise tag, where Saquon has his, you know, his regular rookie wage scale, which is four years plus a team option for the fifth year. But then after that, you could basically franchise tag him for two more years. You franchise tag him the year year six, which is the top average top five salaries, but then you could franchise tag him for year seven and just a 20% increase of the previous season. So Saquon this year is making $10 million. If the Giants want to franchise tag him again next year, they'd just be paying $12 million. And that that case, you're seven years into league as a running back. If you're still lead at year seven, it's a rarity. 
So for the Giants, it's like, why am I going to, you know, guarantee all this money over three, four years when I could just franchise tag you back to back years? And the franchise tag has been something, you know, the NFLPA has been trying to negotiate out for years because it helps the team a ton and kind of screws the players for the most part. We saw Kirk Cousins get franchise tag multiple, multiple times seasons, before yeah. he went to Minnesota. So it's not only the rookie wage scale, but it's also when you're a running back who's only making $10 million to the top five average, like you said, it's going down. You could get franchise tag that second time where you usually don't see that other positions because if you get a 20% increase on a quarterback who's making $30 million, now you go from $30 million to paying him you know, $36 million, right? So it's a bigger increase there. Saquon, I think, deserved his money. This past season, he had a great season. The Giants are a little bit cautious because the past two seasons, he's been injured, he's been hurt, hasn't played up to his level. Josh Jacobs is understandable to me. Because this was his first real elite season of production. You know, outside of this season, he's kind of been a borderline 1,000-yard back and wasn't doing it on great efficiency. Tony Pollard, first real year as being the workhorse this upcoming season, hasn't been that up to this point. So I understand those deals. I just think it, it hurts morale a lot. I think back to the story of Max Crosby with Josh Jacobs. They were in the car together Waiting That's at the deadline the story is for, terrible. for him to get his contract extension, and it never came. I can only imagine the emotions that they went through. Max Crosby being super close to Josh Jacobs, hoping he gets his deal, and it never came. The franchise tag, as, as horrible as it is for the players, the only bright side about it is that it does guarantee you money for that entire year. So if as long as you're on the franchise tag, you get that entire guaranteed money. Where gotta show up though. Yeah, exactly. Gotta show up. But like, if, if you're not like Saquon, there's rumors that him and Jacobs, you don't show up to these games, you're not going to get paid. Yeah. So holding out is, you're so right about Le'Veon Bell completely ruining the landscape for RBs in the future because he sat out, and I was in support of Le'Veon Bell for sure. I, I was right. I was right there with him. I I understood his cause. For him to come back and be bad. Not not average, not not but slightly below. He was bad. Should have went to the Jets. It just set. It just it laid the blueprint for future running backs that if they want to hold out, all owners have to do is look at that situation with Le'Veon Bell. Say, hey, we see how this transpired. Do you really want part two of this? Do you want to be also a part of the history of of running backs that that tried to stand up and really could not end up on the other side and, and really show that running backs are worthwhile. You're just losing an extra year on your body. And in the NFL, time is so valuable and so precious that it's tough for these running backs. And it's really it's going to get to a point where I really do think that the rookie contract for running backs will end up being drastically different. Because this is it's to guys like Saquon, where they are the heart and soul of the offense, the heart and soul of the team, for him to not get his money is a slap in the face to him. And with Le'Veon, the Jets were the only team that wanted to pay him. You gave him 14, it, right? Yeah, it was, it was a disaster from the start because... Hey, his, week one, it was viral. His running style is a patient running style. And when you guys have the worst offensive line in the league... And the Steelers base. had the best yes. when he was there. He was able to be patient and wait for holes to develop. With the Jets, he tried to do that, and nothing Swallowed ever up. opened Facts. up. And Le'Veon Bell isn't somebody who's a burner, who's gonna who's just going to run past you. He's shifty. And... The styles just never mesh well, and it's unfortunate because he was a big reason as to why the teams just stopped wanting to pay running and backs after he, that. He just came out and said, I should never left Pittsburgh. He's right. He shouldn't have. I was so happy when we signed him, but looking back on it, he was in the perfect situation there. 
He was. Summer League standouts. We're going to talk about the NBA. And Summer League just ended. We saw the Cleveland Cavaliers win the Summer League championship. And when we talk about these young players, we always got to mention the upside that comes with these young players. And there's only one app right now in the market that lets you invest on these young players' careers, Amen. and that's Mojo. Our brothers at They're Mojo. also coming out with Daily Fantasy Sports. Here we go. In August, September, I believe, just we'll be time. promoting that, just no doubt. Just in time for the NFL season. But, Drew, the Cavs just won a summer league championship. They did. Amani Bates was part of that team, and he's one of your Mojo investments. Dude, at $12, I get it. There's a lot of things going against Imani Bates. Yes, he was a second-round pick, had some issues in college, definitely did not live up to the expectations in college. However, at $12, did just really uh, – maybe you look at the field goal percentage, it wasn't that great. Shot 40% from three. Almost half of his shot attempts were from three. Average, I believe – I think he scored 17 points in the championship. I believe he was top seven in total points in the summer league. He really did show out. And I look at the wing position for the Cavaliers, and especially last season, where this year – this offseason, they look to address it. Brought in Max Strus, signed my twin, George's Niang. Yes, they're trying to address that wing position, but I feel like if there was any position where Amani Bates could come in and, and, and try and capitalize, it would be at that wing position for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think he got put into the perfect situation for him. He is an offensive player. And, and let me not say offensive. He is a scoring player. He is looking to score the basketball. Limited passing he's is in scorer. his future. Thank you very much, bro. The, the words kind of just were yeah, I, I, jumbled I, I, up, bro. Appreciate you, bro. Yes, he's a scorer. No doubt about it. That is what he's looking to do. But he can do it very effectively. And I think that with the need at the wing position, Amani Bates will, I believe he'll see opportunity. And at a price of $12 in Mojo, all he needs to do is become, one, relevant on the roster, get some minutes, and maybe one day he becomes that that three for them. He is a poor man's MPJ is how I see it, right? MPJ coming to the league, and even still, he's not looking to pass the basketball. He is looking to score, and he has become one of the most effective at his, at his role. I look at Imani Bates in a similar light, of course, not with that same talent or the skill set at this point in time. But I believe that opportunity will be there for him. And he looked very good in the summer league. So I'm expecting him to be a good investment for me. For my summer league standouts, I have about six, seven players. I have a few, but I have a few, but I mean, you're telling me to talk about Imani Bates. But that's fine. But listen, to piggyback on your Imani Bates points, 19 points, five rebounds, four assists in the championship game. We saw flashes of defense. And I think that's the most important thing. He can shoot the ball well. If he can play well defensively. Shot blocking was not bad. You're right. It was not. If he can play well in a team defense sense, he's going to get minutes. And you're right. Cleveland is a perfect opportunity because they lack wing players. Now, I know Riv has a ton of players he wants to get off his chest. <laughs> I do have I, I so do You, have you better players. be in your glory. Yo, before, you, you only have one? 18 and 19 year olds nah, in the next 30 before, minutes. Before we get into uh, nitty-gritty, yo, I Isaiah mean, Mobley. It, that has to be his brother, correct? That is his it brother. is. Yeah. I was going to say, bro, they look identical. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, his yeah. brother. You actually know it's crazy. What, bro? Just for I conversation purposes. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's his brother. I'm going to get into my mojo and I thought we were supposed to come with one. I have a few because I knew. It's you summer got, league. Like it's you, a lot of like, players like playing. You got to talk about Cam Whitmore. You got to talk about I don't Orlando. Need to. Like, I feel like that was, I thought we was going to bring in the under radar guys. I'm, I did. Let me hear. I did. See, we're here. I Orlando brought in under radar guys. You got Orlando on there? No, I did it. Yeah, we watched him put on a movie against the Celtics. I just had one. I brought in some underrated guys, but the Mojo investment for me is Cam Whitmore. He's at $52. Isn't that ironic? After uh, you shorted him on draft day and you... I hate yeah, him. I shorted him on he, draft he's day. A, he's not? a money-making guy. Yeah, I, respect I make it. money. I respect it. All Cam, right. Cam Whitmore was at $100 on draft night. 
because they projected him to be a top 10 pick. Well, he fell all the way to 20. And guess what? He fell from almost 100 to $52 on draft night. I shorted him because there was reports that said he was going to fall. I followed the trail. That's all I did. I was like a little animal. Following the trail (laughs) fell full. I, I was following it. And I cashed out big over $200 on Mojo when I did that. But Cam Whitmore had a great summer league. I mean, 19 points. He won summer league MVP. He was rebounding the ball well, defending well. I wish I got to see him with more talent around him because in Houston, when he's playing on the actual roster, he's not going to have the freedom he had in summer league. But I think the flashes were there. And it's kind of ridiculous how Miami selected Hawkes over him. The Hawkins Warriors, good. the Warriors have Kuminga. Yeah, Hawkins played what two games of of preseason? He, and he was just like, yeah, oh, he was good. But down. I think Cam Wimmer should have been selected over him. Is Cam going to help them win now? He could. Why You're not? Lying. Why not? You're lying. is going to help him win now? Probably. He's older. We'll see. Yes, he's more of a win we'll now see. player. Way bro. smarter IQ player. Yeah. Come on. We'll see. Is Spo- suppose that great coach? He might not hit a lot of minutes in Houston, bro. He might not year one, but I believe in Ken Wimmer's so, potential. He's year one. You you had Ken Wimmer as a top five prospect in his draft. Yes, because those are garbage teams. Is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. I don't have how but many I'm saying, Hawkins. So you're saying if you were the Miami Heat, you're selecting Hawkins over Ken Wimmer, are you doing it over? Me? No. But okay. I'm saying, I'm saying I get the logic. Yeah, I get the I get logic. logic. They I get the, the logic, but I I get the logic, uh-huh. but that's not what I would have went with. Really? Because you shorted him. So what are you talking about? No, I shorted him because of reports that he was going to fall. I didn't short him because I thought he was a bad player. I shorted him because of the reports that he was going to fall. Cop right. out. And it all, is a cop out, but I, he listened. It's a valid cop out. Although the Warriors have flashbacks of selecting these young players and not panning out, I, I thought AirPods over Cam Whitmore. I would have taken Cam Whitmore there. I know that they've had struggles in developing mm-hmm. these young players, but – he, he was a talent that should have never fell to 20, but once you get in that teens area, it's all about a fit, and that's why he fell that far. But but I think, you know, him winning Summer League MVP was a little bit of a slap in the face to everybody that drafted another player over him. Do you have your other five, four? I'll let you go. Yeah, not name I don't have Marcus Sasser. Can you just name, uh, can you name one more? So I have the under sophomores. Under Radar. No, you didn't name Under Radar. Uh, under Radar. talk about Jabari? I will talk about him. I was going to say, because I remember you Riv, telling me that Tari Eason cleared. I'm Riv for just challenged me so to do under the radar. No, you didn't say it. You said Tari Eason cleared? I said, yeah. No, that wasn't me. No. No, that was John. That was John. That was the Twins. Nice. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. talking about under the radar. Yeah, only yeah. We got to talk about the Denver Nuggets in their draft. Okay. Hunter Tyson. Oh, my God. Hunter. Jalen Pickett, Hunter, Julian Strother. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Tyson averaged 21 points, 54% from the field, 50% from three, 37th pick in the draft. He did tweak now no. that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it was the now. first game we saw was him. We went and saw him live, and he was yeah. amazing. The Nuggets had an amazing draft, and if they're going to keep surrounding Jokic and Jamal Murray with – a championship-caliber team, they're going to have to draft well, and I think they had a great draft. They're going to kick some Their ass. summer league yeah. prospect showcase. Yo, bro, you were locked in on Javon? Quinley? No, bro. Javon Freeman Liberty, bro. Oh, no. Chicago Bulls. I didn't watch a single Chicago guy, Bulls man. summer league game. JQ's, no. he transferred to Memphis, right? Yeah, he's going to be fighting with Mikey All Williams I'm going to say is, minutes. bro, Max Christie, all summer league. Yeah, he was, he was great. Um, The reason why the Warriors didn't draft Cam is because Jonathan Kaminga's a year older. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you, you need a guy who can... Come in, smart IQ, player, all that shit. So it's just bringing them both in and having them on the same court is truly hilarious, honestly. Um, That's the future, though. Yeah, but the IQ would be nuts on that court. If both of them are on the same court, it's insane. Uh, for me, Marcus Sasser, man. I When I watch Summer League, I watch things that can translate to the NBA. I watch what skill, what trait can translate to an NBA setting. And with Marcus Sasser, what you saw is 
defensive intensity can translate. The hot shooting, we see that throughout the league off the bench, that hot spark plug shooting. The the, the toolbox that he had, the bag, I know how I get about the bags. His bag is ridiculous, insane. He's quick, he's agile, he's very twitchy. I saw all that that can translate to an NBA setting. Maybe not as a starter, but I think he can definitely pan out, carve out a nice six-man career, be one of the heart and soul. He was the heart and soul for Houston. He was a great player for Houston. They went, they went far in the tournament, and I think he can be that for Detroit. I like what they brought in for him and Monte Morris. But um, I guess you, you brought up Cam, so I'm going to speak on Asar because he didn't even make first team, and I thought that shit was insane. He was by far and away late. the best defender in sure. summer league. Like, just in terms, of his, in terms of his defensive intensity, getting steals, his rebounding was amazing. Nice. His ability to just play a role in summer league is going to be so important in the NBA because he's going to be able to play that same role. His playmaking in the fast break was amazing. He was just doing it all for them, and I thought him not making first team was a little bit odd, but just him in terms, like I said, translatable skills. The defense will translate. Fighting over ball screens. He, he To me, he seemed, he looks like a much better defender than his brother in terms of just fighting over ball screens, being there in the pick and roll, being there as a stout defender, having a firm base when somebody drops to the basket. Like He just has all the tools, and then as a rebounder, he was there. So, um, And yeah. that's saying something to say that he's a way better defender than Amen, or Amen, excuse me, because... Amen's a great defender in his oh, own Oh, they're right. both great. But Asar is just at a different level. Yeah. I was done. You can go. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm doubling down on what you're saying. Asar oh, was it's your, it's your turn. Yeah, uh, that's what I was waiting for. Don't you guys love when, like, agenda and fact just come together? Let me guess. You have a Celtics guy. Jordan Walsh. <laughs> oh, he was, he was fantastic. <laughs> now, you know, Riv talks about, like, he likes to see the skills that translate from Summer League to the NBA because – a lot of the best guys in summer league, they're just pure hoopers, right? Tween, tween, ISO, bad guys, get to the about basket. That. Jordan Walsh, he's not that type of guy. Nah. But what he did in no, summer no league, <laughs> what he did in summer league, he, he you know, he's, he shocked me. Offensively surprised me. Up 16, 4, and 2 with the steal. 42% from the field, 41% from three. They slept on him. And 80% from the line. We know defensively he could be very versatile. He slept on him? He slept on him. Why'd you sleep on him? I did it. He said the shot was not going to translate. There's mm. no way in hell. In the first year. Wow. Mm. What 41, the hell? What are you 41% doing? 41% <laughs> from three from the Wait, no. uh, summer league. Believe him is nuts. That's number one. That's I, I told He didn't know about the workout, understandably. Mm. We did have some inside information. We that did get at the, the inside yeah. info. At the workout, he hit 77 of 103 pointers from Boston. So he was Boston wide wanted, open, wasn't he? Of course, I mean, yeah, it's a workout. Like, but Boston wanted Walsh all along. Trade down, trade down, trade yeah, down. Got him at 39. Did you know uh, Derek Lively also hit 98% of his shots at uh, Open Gym? Wow. <laughs> 98, 90 is actually insane. No, yeah. He was also lights out yeah. at an yeah. Open Gym. Wait, from three? Yes. What? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. He's open, bro. What <laughs> the fuck you want him to do? You're this? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, uh, he, he's lying to you. Okay. I, yeah. I don't I don't not believe you, you know what I mean? You believed him. Well, sometimes you, What's especially when he goes to a Celtic. No, I, I like Jordan Walsh. Do Unfortunately, you? I would hate him the uh, day one. Exactly. NBA season. It's, it's the Bro, first, wait, how long is it until he's fat and shitty? <laughs> Don't let me be fat and shitty. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, what happened that suddenly you just hate the Boston Celtics? Uh, finals. It's not his fault. But you beat him. It's ESPN's ESPN fault. But you won. No, it's it's not his fault, like I said. it's When they said 92% that the Celtics could win, it pissed me off. But you won. Yeah. So why do you, I you would hope no ESPN, animosity? Not us. Well, now I hate the Celtics. Now I hate the Warriors, but when you beat us, so that's I that's reason. see that is very good yeah. reason. Uh, I would love the Celtics if I was you. Really? Yes. Why? Listen, I got no ill will towards OKC. We smoked them. Yeah, that's true. I got no ill will towards Miami. We smoked them. Yeah, that's true. You're also Miami. And fan. Miami, we won two yeah. championships over there. It was viral. 
I just up. think that you got to respect Jordan Walsh. And I what think he can you do too, Rip. You got to respect the Boston Celtics as well. I respect We're talking about an elite defender. But I for sure respect you guys. Elite defender. Elite defender. He can rebound well. can rebound. This is insane. He got some playmaking. Going through screens. Going to need some work. It's a young. That jump shot looks smooth. I like Jordan Walsh. He's 19. Walsh, what, is, what are we doing here? He's 19. He just disrespects Arkansas, guys. He did the same thing to Anthony Black. Wow. I did. What did I say That's about Anthony it. Black? And Nick Smith, bro. Oh, no, for sure. Deserved. No, he... Yeah. Well, what did you say about Anthony Black? No, you just... I, I, need a re, I need a refresh. No, 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 no. You just said... What did I say about Anthony well, Black? Well, I know that you were sitting next to me in summer league, oh. and you were clowning and okay. booing <laughs> every, whenever he did something good. He had two I love, drinks. I, nope, nope. Dels, I got him. Okay. I love that he brought that up. So, first of all... You were going crazy <laughs> when Anthony Black made a little hit to the right. Little, when he made the right read. No, no, he made a simple read. You were just, oh, what was he doing? Oh, going crazy. No, 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 you're waking your ass again. No, his eyes were running no, no, no. the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> he was going crazy. I'm looking at those like, yo, you see this? He's like, yeah, he's kind of glazing right now. Because he was making a simple pass here. Nah, nah, a simple pass reads, there. It was like a simple thing. And I'm just like, dude, relax. But then if Osar does something amazing, he's just sitting there. Oh, I'm on my phone. I didn't see it. So I was like, <laughs> you did. That's I a lie. I was the one that. Thank you. Yes. If it wasn't Anthony Black, you you, you were you, not watching the court, that's bro. That's a lie. I was the one. We had to tell Riv. Riv, Asar just made a great pass. Ooh, you missed no, it. That was told me that's facts. That was this But I, I we, wasn't on my phone. No, no. Phone. But we caught you a few times. I was like, yo, you seen that? He was like, nah, I was on my phone. I was like, nah, he just made a great read. He was like, oh. Did Anthony Black do it? I said, no. He's like, oh. That, that it was we know when Anthony Black yeah, does it. Was you wasn't no, because attention. you want to know why? Because Anthony Black was doubted. Asar was not Who doubted. Who was doubting him? Nah, 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 he's nah, creating nah, nah, a nah, fake nah, agenda. Nah. No, he's no, he's not creating a fake agenda. Because said the Magic lost the draft. Two, two times that we that? did. No, that people, was a yes. consensus was opinion. Consensus. Oh, I didn't say the Magic lost. No, we're talking outside. So wait, you bring the energy That's fine. That's fine. No, Anthony Black was doubted. When we made our mock drafts and Joel constantly chose Anthony Black to Orlando, Talking about four, Listen, though. shout out to our boys over at Six Man Podcast. They were even upset about Anthony what Black. What does that have to do with us sitting at Summer League next to each doubt. other? Oh, no. Listen, hey. He was getting nasty. Because, listen, I'm nasty, happy with his exactly. exactly. Yeah, but we, we was too. So let me ask you a question, bro. Is it like this random sudden like, Asar versus Anthony Black? No, this Black. is no Asar versus Anthony Black. This is just strictly... Me praising Anthony Black. Why does it got to become an Anthony Black versus Nassar thing? Just because I'm you just told Black. everybody I hated on Anthony Black. Ah, I said you Arkansas guy. It was you Jordan Wall. All these guys. But you know the fake agenda. You know you was asking me about my other key players, and I think it'd be a shame if we didn't mention this rookie, Keontae George. Keontae sure. George is arguably the best summer league rookie. Even better than Cam Whitmore. You know, Cam Whitmore won the MVP. But Keontae George had a game where he had 33 points and 10 assists versus the Clippers. Kobe Brown did his thing, too. Another rookie for the Clippers versus the Wolves. He had 26.7 assists. The shot making with Keontae, we all knew was there. He can score in bunches. But I think what I didn't expect was the playmaking that he showcased at Summer League. And last year, the Utah Jazz drafted Walker Kessler. We're looking at Kessler like a Rudy Gobert replacement. For sure. I mean, can't Keontae George be a kind of Donovan Mitchell replacement for this Utah Jazz I team? I won't go that far. That's, um, that's kind of nuts. But what me and Drew, when we were watching Keontae, the the vision was there. He just was horrible. Bad passes. He's just making bad a lot passes. of bad. Like, Some league, he changed. That. Yeah, he he every read he made good reads. He had he could make the read. It's just he could not make the pass, and that's always you got to make that pass. Even when you make the read, your job's not done. So I'm glad to see that he fixed that Clean up for sure. Up. Yeah. But um, I won't go that far. 
Donovan Mitchell. He's a bucket. I don't think people expected Donovan Mitchell to be as good as he was. No, but now we have hindsight. So now we can. I, I understand we what you're can, saying. You know, That's fair. Keontae yeah. definitely is in that mold of player, though. I'm not oh, saying yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah, as good yeah. as Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah. but he just that's does skill set. He's just not as athletic. So it's, you know, it's a little different. But he's more Bradley Bill to me at the KJ. That's not a bad opinion. He's more Bradley Bill to me. Because he's a little bit less athletic. He's a little bit more fluid. Um, Efficiency in college is so bizarre, yeah. bro. I think why? Jordan Clarkson would start, though, so I don't know. That's why I, I don't but know. Either way, yeah. Keontae George, Kessler, Sensabaugh, Hendricks. Damn, that's, that's, that's a good core. Uh, What's up with your boy? Not, nobody Heard played much. I think they got sick. That's why. Hendricks and Sensabaugh got sick. And that's they was at they the game, play. though. How sick are you? That's a good question, Riv. You I got don't drip know. on. <laughs> you look good? Oh, I didn't get to see the full fit, you know. They on the bench, you know, they're – Flipped up and they're sick. I would be home if I'm sick, personally. Keontae George deserved an honorable mention. Gotta mention Chet Holmgren. Chet was fantastic. Chet That's Holmgren, amazing. his defense was oh, his hamstring. elite. Hamstring. They always, they got to be careful with the hamstrings. His defense was elite, and I'm looking forward to watching OKC, the OKC Thunder this season. <laughs> Here he goes. You know, Riv and I have been talking about this team a lot uh, this summer throughout Listen, the, I'm with the NBA Hill season. Hendricks. I'm in. You know, OKC... Got a chance, man, with the young players. With, you know, I've been a Gideon. Oh, we're talking about OKC now. We know so I'm a Gideon because oh, okay. we're talking about Chet Holmgren. Got it, got it, got and, it. And what he did in summer league. He's been a Gideon, for sure. 20 points, that's a, that's 10 the rebounds. That's one fact he said. And I've been a Case and Wallace guy, so we all have ties yes. to. We're all of Listen, sudden, if, you, if, if you, you got, expect. You need a player, bro. I'm here. Pick one. Lou Dortz. Uh, Jalen Williams. J-Dub. Which school did he go to? Santa Clara. There we go. Yeah. But we're talking about if SGA makes a leap, Josh Giddy makes leap. a leap. If he makes a leap. Another one. What other leap is Giddy? Nah, Giddy. Giddy can get that. SGA. You don't think there's another level to shot. SGA? Three point shot. It's hard. Yeah. I think there's 30. another level. Oh, there is another level. 35? Bro, genuinely. <laughs> I think there's another it's level. It's not about MVP. points. It's about skill. And how do you get yeah, no, a leap? A leap is MVP. Different variations to get a bucket. I think because. The three-point shot, it can marginally improve, but I think he'll always be like a driver. this type of, yeah. you know, yeah. The leap, because it's, I'm sorry. I'm looking at points, but the leap was crazy. Like 30, it was yeah, last 30 year. points is nuts. Ah, yeah, MVP. We were happy right. about that. We were. We, what? We were happy about that. We had a big smile on our face when we saw the SGA leap. Let me ask you a question, bro. No did doubt. you have SGA on your first team All-NBA when we did our... You, you oh, followed for the bait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just wondering, bro. I just need to make sure that uh, the, the, the one thing's know. for sure, he's been a Gideon. There's a That's big it. possibility I did. There's a big possibility I did not. I might have. I know I had Luca on there. Shock. I don't. I think I had the eleven seat on there. Imagine that. Uh, Imagine that. It wasn't SGA. It was Stefan Luca. SGA oh. on second team. Didn't even have my boy up there. I had Stefan. I actually did not. I have had Stefan uh, SGA. That's Stefan the second. I could not put an eleven seed one. Sorry. Hey, like losers. He's, that, he's that great. He's that great. Just made a WCF. That was two years ago. How can you talk about losers and, and just OKC won, lost please. in a play-in? They made the play-in. But play-in. They, lost. they were projected to actually be Who had like more expectations? The Mavericks, for sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. The Mavericks, for, for sure. Okay. No, but if, you know, I think the Thunder getting shed, that's what they needed last. Needed a, a rim protector. Yeah, sure. Needed a big man. I still think strength is an issue for him because he might get out-rebounded, but the defense is a real thing. It is. And I got to shout out the sophomores. Jabari Smith Jr. Legend. Who, in his two games, made made a big splash. 38 points in the second game versus the Pistons. 33 in the first one. He had 29 points in the second half and at the game winner versus the Blazers. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. And my guy Keegan Murray, man. You know, I was upset that the Kings didn't make a splash offseason move, but then I asked myself, is it realistic to think that Keegan Murray can make a jump next year and maybe in, in a couple years be just as good, if not better, than Kyle Kuzma or provide that same value? 
and I think you can expect that. He hit the most threes for a rookie in history last year. In the playoffs, started out slow, but picked it back up and finished the series out strong. And in summer league, 41 against the Heat, 29 against the Warriors, what was really showcasing his off-the-dribble ability. And I think next year I can expect Keegan to average around 16 to 17 a game. Am I bugging for thinking he's already close to Kyle and he can get higher? I think he is close to Kyle. Yeah, I don't think Kyle is like a – I think that's it's like lowering the bar for him. Agreed. I think he can get Agreed. much higher than uh, – also, if we're going to talk about sophomores, let's talk about Jalen Dern. Jalen Dern showing off some dribbling abilities. We saw him over. Tell Robert Bumass Williams in the back. He's been he's been the lab. He is. He's been the so lab. So is Ben Simmons. Now, Rob Williams is actually in the lab. Oh, is he really? He needs yeah. to get some. He's, he's, he's a little jump. Back. He got a little jump shot. Jalen yeah. Dern was Watch over there. Watching Jalen Dern. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's never going to do tweet screen. Nah, nah, no way. Jalen was over there. Uh, jump up back. That was, yeah. that was fire. So, League yeah, I want, done. we got to give Jalen Think Dern of Dwight Howard love. with handles. That's Jalen Dern. Nah, bro, when we walked past him, I remember walking past him and being like, yo, It was just like you just felt aura of a big dude next to you. Facts, You don't know who it is, but it's just some huge, large man right next to you. You have to keep your head down when you're walking past him. Because I didn't look up one time. I just was like. You felt blacked? What? <laughs> hey. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> you said you had a big over or a man around you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean black, bro? You know exactly what he means exactly, black. Bro, come on, bro. Explain yourself. <laughs> bro. Self, self <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it is. Guys, <laughs> you know you never beat allegations, right? No, bro. It's not about allegations, bro. He's, talk, he's talking about the, the... Come on, bro. You really don't know what black is? You know what black is. Bro, Explain. you haven't heard the, the most recent thing about um uh, Lena the Plug, Adam, Adam 22, 22, and, and oh, Jason shit. Love. Yeah. yeah, so she got blacked because she was with Jason Love. He's like a member of that series, Blacked. Oh, for yeah, real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You seen the video? No. <laughs> he, I, well, never Yo, what the? You f- seen it? <laughs> I, I, I've seen the picture. I'd say anything. Yo, that was fucking wicked. That was fucking wicked. You could see it though. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew you did. I knew you're freaking. I see it. I see. I saw pictures on Twitter of her like biting the shot. That's exactly what it is. I was like, ah, pray for my brother out of twenty two, man. I seen the pictures. I didn't see the vid though. No, nah, I don't know. Adam twenty two kind of dug, dug his own grave. I really don't care. And marry her. Way. You got marry who you love. <laughs> she, but I don't think she, she had gotten with a guy before they got married. Yeah, getting married and then, then going with a guy is nuts, bro. I'll be honest. That's like, yo, bro. And then he's like okay with it. He's, he's trying to he make an entire him. joke out of it now, and I think it's, he's it's definitely kinda, hurting at home. It's, it's kind of humiliating for him. I was gonna say, to be fair, now they if what their goal was to be number one. They got it. I'm saying they're gonna, they're getting a bag off it. Like everyone's talking no, about it. Their views are probably he's for crazy. Sure, and I know this is a I'm sure only fans so went crazy. We're gonna get out of here in a second, but he's for sure at home crying about it. He's definitely not the happiest. He's sitting in the crib like, no way this happened to me because that's embarrassing. Like if a, if another man did that, is it to more my embarrassing woman? for that or to get cheated on? I would rather get cheated on. Then a woman nah. openly outside. Because you, you gave the okay. A bitch cheats on you. That, a woman. He met a woman. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. goodness. Relax. Oh, yeah. watches the show. Respect a woman, her. A woman cheats on you. At least you gave the green light beforehand. <laughs> There's no such thing as a green light. No, Adam 22 Yo, gave a green fair, light. He's a sucker nah, for nah, that. Bro, I'm going to also be real with you, bro. Adam 22 has had a plethora of threesomes with other women. A bro. ton. A like, ton. Yes. Congrats. So, like, she is now done. the whole world knows that a woman was your woman was getting dogged out. And you've seen it. <laughs> 
He watched the video. Nah, nah, I could never back your head. He watched the video and he had him. He had him on the podcast together discussing. They had DJ Academics doing a fucking reaction to him. Nah, and Jason Love also was getting nasty because he 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 got interviewed after and he was like, "Do you think that you did it better than Adam 22? For sure, he did. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a question. He was like, emotionally, probably not because you know she loves him. Loves him from a physical standpoint. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, I put it in all the positions. Give it a stack. He was wilding. Where her face was looking, she Adam's never, yeah. <laughs> never, yeah. never. He just can't. He can't. Yeah. He's not built that way. You know it's mean? understandable. He's yeah. that's why you don't let a porn star do yeah. it to your wife. Because you will never bro, ever be able to I'll do be that. I'll be honest with you, bro. The trio are all porn stars. They're all porn that's stars. A fact. He is too. Is he? Yeah. yeah. It yeah. must be yeah. mid. Never bro, heard. They of have them. a podcast. They nah, do bro, a podcast with a girl, talk. and then they do uh, it. Plug talk. You're sick for watching that. The fact that you know he's a porn star. Enlightened. That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm just in tune. Enlightened is crazy. You're enlightened is crazy. Tuned in. Me personally, if I'm with a, you, my wife, you're not touching no other man. I agree. I'm with you there. I agree. That's just respect. No, no, Because if I do it in this so one, let me video, ask you a question, she might bro. Kill herself. So uh, <laughs> she might. Facts. <laughs> no, bro. If you have it now, what? Let me. Let's just move on, bro. There's no reason. <laughs> no, you're gonna ask either. a dumb question. No, bro. Because you're saying no, bro. Th- that she can't be another guy. Mm-hmm. But then I'm sure you would want a threesome, right? Or no, I actually, that's it. Chop I'm, not, it. I'm not really too fond. You're of monogamous. You're monogamous. That means you're only with one woman. Yeah. That's it. For sure. Got it. For you, man. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now, yeah, I, I, three sums ain't really my vibe. I respect me? you, bro. And plus, y'all know the way my girl is. She get jealous mid three. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I can't, yeah. yeah. Oh she, man, can't like, even think about that. Yeah, like sometimes she, you need it. She probably hit me with the "Why are you looking at her like that?" Like while we in bed, I'm like, "Babe, it's three something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to do that. Like, Let's okay. get into these super chats. Black Sunday goes hard into the suns. No, what, thank you. What the fuck are we yeah. doing? No team right now is interested in James Harden, reportedly. <sighs> I saw that. And the Clippers are, but they don't want to give up Terrence Mann. What the fuck are they doing? Terrence Mann's yeah, the- That's the guy? That's the untouchable? Yo, I hate teams, bro. <laughs> I hate teams, bro. Aiden Ramirez goes, what's going on, fellas? Allow me to switch the vibe up real quick. All right, bro. please. What are some of y'all's favorite albums of all time? Also, Drew, Otani... To the Yankees. I'm on my mark. hands and knees praying to the good Lord. Please bring Otani to the Yankees. But right you now we're in last place. Oh, so you so. saw a judge. They said it might be back for Subway Series. End of, end of July. So I can geek the fuck up. Because Lord knows we you need, need that. that. Desperately. Terribly. We're a lottery team without him. Yeah. Favorite uh, album. Hey, you Favorite guys album. are kind of fucked, though, because the AL East is just OD. It is OD. Because you're fourth, but like you're yeah. still... Like you're like two games oh. out of the wild card, I think. We're legitimately bad. Uh, yeah. Favorite album. Favorite albums of all time. Uh, I'm going to go Yeezus. Um... I'm going to go, if you're reading this too late. This guy's going to name all Drake. No, bro, I only named one. Oh, I didn't hear him. Take Care? Take Care is obviously one of my Nostalgia. favorites. But, like, I just, to me, I think if you're reading this is the best. Um, MGK, mainstream sellout. Put that shit first ballot, Hall of Fame. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I love you versus the world. <laughs> Why'd you look at me, bro? <laughs> I knew you were having a reaction. <laughs> I knew you were. I was no, shocked. At the end of the day, you got to be you. I man. didn't say anything. You can't be, em- you can't be embarrassed about other people L's having opinions. always starts, and then I get the how, bulk what, of the blame. How did I start? You know what, bro? That's right. That's right. And that's that's speaking he does, Nobody catches him when he does his no. little smirks. No, but when it comes to you, bro. Because you're my eyesight. You're my eyesight. I'm keeping my mind open, I'm going to definitely go as yeah, SZA. Okay. SOS. Control. That, oh, you're an no, you're no, an SOS. No, that's man. just the greatest shit I've ever heard in my life. Control clears. No. Um, no shot in hell. Control. First of all, snooze that one song right there. I can hear <sighs> that all day. Song. Um definitely Lil Dirk 722. I mean 720. Really? That's your favorite album? 
Yeah. Okay. I think you for sure. The deluxe, of course. His deluxes are always really good. Um, my third would probably be. You're not assigned to the streets fan, bro. I am. I don't think it's probably my favorite. That's more nostalgia, you know, like just from that time. Um, I don't know if I have a third. To be honest, you know, just the two off the top of my head that I have: Kendrick Lamar, Two Pimp a Butterfly. I think that's up there. Also, got to mention that's really one of your favorite albums. Like that's the yeah. to listen to it. At the time, yes, I don't listen to much Kendrick now, but like from my from listeners' perspective, when I took myself back to that moment, for sure, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, J. Cole Forest Hills Drives, one of I my favorites. That. I like that type of hip hop sound, and just to throw like some old classics in there, Kanye West Graduation, you got to throw that in respect there. That. I'm a big Common fan. I think his album B, B is amazing, very slept on and underrated. That's one of my favorite albums of all time. And let me just throw in a. a a Post Malone one, man, Stoney. I think Post Malone is, he just makes amazing okay, I got, music. Artist I got five. I got five. Okay. Ballin' Like I'm Kobe. Legend. Okay. Uh, artist by A Boogie. Okay. Uh, Uzi vs. The World. Fire. Um, Finally Rich, Chief Keef. Mm-hmm. And um, Blanking on Pop Smoke's first album. Oh, Meet uh, the, Woo. the Woo. Meet the Woo. Meet the Woo. Yeah. There we go. Ah, Meet the Woo 2 clears. I'll be honest. Mm. What's the third one after that? Uh, uh, shooting for shoot, the Stars. Yeah, I love shooting, shooting for the Stars. Yeah, there's the a lot of features on that. Meet the Woo 2, honestly, the Woo two set lo- the tone. Yeah, said, but Meet the Woo 1 was like the... My mm. third was Artist 2.0. And then my throwback would be the Carter 3 and the Carter 4. All right. You like Artist 2.0 regular than Artist? I do. You're I, insane. No, I You're do. You're insane. I, I, I think Artist is better. I just like Artist 2.0 better. Like the deluxe. Like, let me just be at like... That's like Take Care. I know Take Care is definitely regarded higher than If You Read It's Just Too Late, but I like If You Read yeah, take care. I can, I can listen to take care all day, every day. I, I can, can listen see to it, it in day. your eyes. Would I be crazy? Angry. Would I be crazy if I had uh, more life in my top five Drake albums? And you, I dap you right now. I really like more life. And uh, her loss was tough. Uh, people sleep. Her loss is gas. Views, man. It really hurt my heart at that time when people were saying that it was mid. And now in hindsight, people talk about it like it's the best thing ever. Views because we like uh, dance hall now more than before. God, he was, was ahead new. of the wave. He was ahead of the wave. Like honestly, never mind either. People disrespect it and now people I still fuck with can't it. Can't get with Didn't it. Didn't you come to me recently and say that, bro? I I, 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 got, I liked it better than before, yeah. but I still can't fully, you know, get into it. I just fully got into views, so I got maybe it'll take me like views a year is a or two. Movie. Yeah, it'll take me like views a year to a get movie. into it. No country. I'm I'm still learning. Uh, I'm, I'm on that guy you sent me though. Luke Holmes. Yeah, Luke Holmes. I'm uh, fucking with yeah, him. Yeah, I, I know that to pimp a butterfly gets a reputation for being like the awoke album. Well, but no, like I'm not you. saying that's that. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But just fuck? I think about these walls is amazing, funky song. groove. You know what King these walls Kuta. about? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, okay, yeah, of course I do. Sure, bro. Of course I do. Who, who are you talking about? Kendrick Lamar. Oh, oh to these walls. If these walls can talk, sex. <laughs> yeah, bro. That that song is amazing. But then you got those deep thinking songs like "How Much a Dollar Cost." For sure. Mortal Man. Mortal Man. For sure. You. You is a fire track. You is my favorite song on that album. I respect of that. the raw emotion that Kendrick showcased on that song. I like that. You're not that's a Kendrick, Kendrick guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't listen to that's Kendrick That's my favorite all. one. You don't either? Nah. It's a great listen. I don't they, listen to Kendrick, J. Cole. Now, to Pimpa Butterfly is actually regarded as the best rap album ever. I respectfully disagree. I understand what you're calling. In terms of listening to it, like, uh, of course, I've heard it. I can go back to it and listen to it, but there's just definitely other albums that I like to listen to more. I feel like I can understand yeah. them saying it's number. I feel one, like though. music music is so subjective. You can't say an album you don't really listen to a lot is the best album ever. I feel like for that you have to like listen to it a good amount of times. Uh, you know what? I I feel where you're coming from, but it's just music. You're right. It is very. Yeah, it's like way too subjective, subjective, anyways. Because like I still listen to. Uh, I hear that. Swap. Dude, I hate that it happens all the time. Pardon? 
no, no. just in our headphones. The, the audience can't hear this. But it's like frequencies that we can hear in our heads. It's like voices talking. Yes. Loki's, I would say, Loki's how, like you know how music. long I've been telling you this for? No, I, know, I, I know what happens, but there's just like nothing yeah, we can do about it. Right. In my head. Like if we all have oh, our body, the volumes low, oh, I, I, I don't know where it's coming yeah, from. That's the classic too. <laughs> no, that's the real classic. <laughs> Randy Orton, uh, voices, voices in my head. That's what I was oh, talking for about. Sure. He thought he ate boogie. He's a fucking me. casual. Nah, man, I was watching yesterday with, with Jessica. I was watching WWE, uh, an Armageddon pay per view, Batista versus Triple H, uh, Hell in a Cell. Is match. this why you tweeted that? Yeah, of course. Bro, but it's been a while. I've been thinking about uh, it, bro. Batista definitely has the best pyro entrance of all time. When he goes like this, bro, like he's shooting. Shit. Shawn Michaels is up there. But he, do the, bro, Shawn Michaels, he does it twice too, right? Shawn Michaels. When he gets edge, in the ring and when he comes yes. out. Bro, but, but Shawn Michaels does like the little flex and then the fireworks go on behind yeah. him. Batista's actively yeah, like Batista, going yeah, with hard. the motion and then going hard, like yeah. this and the final one comes on. Yeah. I think it's, it's I like Shawn's music better. That's why I say Shawn's yeah. shit. Like his music yeah. go with the, Goldberg's it. is fire too. Goldberg's that his, scary. That his, oh no, he is scary. But when his pyro goes and he inhales the smoke and blows it out with his final one. Triple H's nasty. He'd be spitting the water yeah. out of your face That's and lit. shit. Also an underrated one, Kane. Yeah. Kane gets into when he goes the, like yeah, this. And then fucking goes, yeah. brings his arm That's down underrated. for sure. Jeff Hardy definitely has to be up there when he does the, the motion. He start break yeah, dancing tough, and shit. They said Jeff Hardy was on like a pound of coke every time he came out. <laughs> you <laughs> know that for a match in TNA, he got drunk and he couldn't AJ wrestle. Styles won, right? No, no, Sting won. Uh, and Sting just pinned him rapidly. He just a- did a move. AJ Styles used to hate when he, like, he used to could do that frequently in TNA. Like, he used to come out drunk. Like, Yo, it's so loud today. No, it's wicked. So loud. Why am I the only one that can't hear it? Be grateful. I mean, I'm built different. Who do you think's the the best current entrance right now in WWE? I don't care how basic this is. Ah, no, let me not say that. Uh, it's probably Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, it's burn Seth, it down. Yeah, I, it's either Seth Rollins or Cody Rhodes, just because of how amazing the crowd reactions are. I remember Christian shit? Of course, Christian's was, was OD. Fire. His song was amazing. Yeah, he, he was OD. Captain Charisma. Yeah, he was OD. He was just mid. He was mid. Man. Cody Rhodes got the best song currently WWE. You like Cody Rhodes' song yeah, better yeah. than Seth Rollins? I do. Okay. I like I, the, I I like the whoa better than the, the burn it down. I also weirdly it do like down. Roman Reigns' entrance. Roman though, Reigns is just... He's walking out slow as it's fuck. Just, he, it's a boss is coming out. That's and not the fire? WrestleMania entrance, when they did the piano thing, they, they played his up. entrance on the piano. Dean Ambrose was underrated. Was I like Dean Ambrose at that time. Okay. He's by himself. Mm-hmm. He just... Mm-hmm. He just get, come out angry as hell. I liked his too. His was dope. Yeah, Cody Rhodes probably is the best. I understand. Zari said when the, uh, the pick side shirt is coming in for the woman. Uh, you got to order Sooner than soon. Yep. Sooner than soon. <laughs> what Drew said. I see Zari and Jess are both in the chat right now. Yeah, they're uh, talking the, to one another. Yapping the fuck up. When are we getting the girls on the podcast? Check I mean, aside. You know yeah. what? What are they going to Let me not say this because Alexandra doesn't watch, but the girls are watching. They got their little group chat now. You We're about sub, to get popped. stuff the Patreon. I see that. Yeah, what y'all going to talk about? Nothing. We're gonna have we're gonna have them do some trivia. Oh, facts, facts, facts. gonna fail. I asked Alexandra who are the last three Broncos quarterbacks. Do you want to know what she said? She said Russell Wilson, okay. Andrew Thomas. Ah, I said Alexandra, what the fuck? Andrew Thomas. I said, I said, bro. I you know I said I give it benefit of the doubt. It's a football player. I'm proud of you there. It's no, he doesn't even touch the football. She lost me terribly, terribly. Only only person who already knows is Jordan Poole and Steph. Because she clowns <laughs> Jordan Poole. She does. Good. She's terrible. That's fucked up. It is, right? I should break yeah. up with her, right? That's Shit is insane how she disrespects my pooley. Let's Your talk pooley. about the oh NBA in-season tournament 
And the question I want to ask you guys is, do you think this is going to bring more interest to the regular season? Now, to let the audience know how the in-season tournament will be formatted. You're about to be on your Richard Jefferson right now? Oh, yeah, of course. Talk to me, Dad. It's going to tip I off mean, Friday, November 3rd. The championship is December 9th. So this in-season tournament is going to be a one-month one thing. Before the tournament bracket is created, teams will, be, will compete in group play, and these tournament nights will be played on Tuesday and Friday. Each team will play an opponent in its group once. The team with the best record in its group will advance. The break, the tiebreakers are decided by the head-to-head record or point differentials. Yep. Now, eight teams will advance to the knockout round, the leader of each group record-wise, and two wildcard teams. These games in the knockout round are single elimination and will all compete for a prize pool in the first NBA Cup. Now, the six groups in the in-season tournament are... Three groups in the West, three groups in the East. The three groups in the West, Group A, Grizzlies, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Blazers. That's fun. Group B, fun Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavericks. That one's the Rockets. best one. That's the best one. Group C, Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, OKC, Spurs. Another fun one. On to yeah, the OKC East. Will clear. Group A, Sixers, Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, Pistons. Group B, Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Hornets. And Group C, Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, That's and Magic. And all Magic these games. They own you. They do. Fuck. Well, who? <coughs> Magic. The Magic on the, the Bulls Celtics. also own you. Ah, last year we did. Last year. <laughs> Magic last year we did not beat them. <laughs> and all these games will count towards the regular season. Amazing idea. So there is an incentive to, for players and teams to go harder in these games because they count towards the regular season and the record. The only game that won't count is the championship, championship. game. That's the only one that won't count. And the tournament's going to have an MVP for it and an all-tournament team. Yeah, I group think A looks spicy. Yeah. Group the, the, the West is tough. Yeah, I'll be but honest. West, I think West, yeah. this is a great idea. I, I was very hesitant on it when I first heard about the I idea. Need to hear the breakdown. Yeah, but seeing how it's broken down, I think this is going to bring a lot of interest to the season. And we might see the winner of the tournament be a be team a that team. usually, I wouldn't even say mid, but a team that's usually injured during the playoffs. I'll be honest. Maybe it's the Pelicans. Maybe it's the Timberwolves that come away with the first NBA Cup. Why is he upset? You know he's going to be talking nasty. Yeah, Dallas, I'll be honest. Though. If you guys lose this group, I'm going to be pissed at you. It's your group to lose. Look Wait, at your group. Uh, Maybe the Clippers finally win something. It's a Mickey Mouse group. No, it is for sure, but. Hold on. Stop. Stop. <laughs> just <laughs> He just got rude. He did. Yeah, that's facts. That's hilarious from a Timberwolves fan. Ain't a Phoenix Suns fan. You haven't won shit either. Suns went to the finals. They, they didn't win. The Clippers to, to they, the they didn't win. Actually, they, they, they got win. a conference finals trophy, though. They, they did win that, though. Yeah. yeah. Imagine counting conference finals. Well, he has to do that. Another his team's going to Larry Bird grow trophy. up. Hey, I respect that. I, that's a W. I want you to think back to 1980, and then I want you to count up how many times the Knicks, the Suns, and the Timberwolves have won championships, and then figure out their number. You're being foul. It's the truth. You want to throw the Nets in there? Yeah, you throw them in there too. Oh, they really ain't winning shit. They're ABA championships, man. <laughs> I said 1980. No, no, I understand. You can even go as far as 1974, you know? <laughs> like that's, if you really wanted to get rude, 1974. Uh, I think it's an excellent idea. I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to disrespect our Knicks, bro. My bad, bro. That's on me. The Clippers got zero. In uh, I mean, they've been to one conference finals. The Bulls have six. You see any of them? I saw the Warriors. It's, it's funny how Rev only mentions the Bulls when it's convenient. Yeah, Bulls got That's six. It. Wasn't even born. You only mentioned the Knicks with the slander. 98, he was alive. I was April 16, 1998. Oh, we went after. You're two months old. Ah! <laughs> April 16th, bro, it just hit me. Is that the same birthday as Playboy Cardi? Do you have the same birthday as Playboy Cardi? No, I have the same birthday as Kareem. Abdul Jabbar? Yeah. 
Okay, all right, bro. Why did I think that you have the same birthday as Playboy Cardi? I fucking wish. Uh, not me doing that. It's irrelevant, bro. I'll look at huh? Playboy. I'm it. so sorry. Uh, the play- never dropped dialect. The play. The play- Mark Pierce. No. What did he just say? God, Joel, you're <laughs> such said, an idiot. No. You're <laughs> such an idiot. That definitely sucks. <laughs> an idiot. Sorry, G-Hero's not that good anymore. Ah. Uh, you know. He's still you good. You felt it. He's still good. You felt Is it. Is he welcome to Favors of Lambeau like I'm Kobe? Probably not. Is he even so Humble Beast? No. Uh, yeah, I think. I, I don't know if Humble even, Beast is my top three. He's not even Humble Beast, Herb, though. No, nah, he's not. Humble Beast on my top he's three, He's not going to change this. He's going to be the same. He's better than Humble Beast. Pretty comfortably, Ooh. too. Pretty comfortably. Let's opinion. get back to the NBA and season tournament. Drew, what are your, what are your thoughts sorry, on the tournament? Bro. We're having too much fun on this episode. Uh, I think it's an excellent idea. I think that'll be... There's there's obviously some groups that are better than others. The Lakers group is going to be a battle for sure. I'm fortunate that John Morant... Is John Morant going to be around for this time? I don't believe so. No, Probably not. Um, so then, the end, maybe. Yeah. It's going to be in November, so that's a month into the season. So for twenty five. Just so, did you mention the wild card also? Yes. Okay, so that's I'm assuming that one of the wild card teams will be in this division between the Suns and the Lakers. Group B: Nuggets and the Clippers. Those are the two teams. Pelicans. If Zion is going to be healthy, that's definitely a team to be in competition. Remember basketball, he will be. Group B is not going to be a slouch by any means. Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavericks. That's Very one good. Ones. Yeah, for sure. And then the Rockets, hopefully they just show you a little something, but that's probably the team that's left out of there. Uh, but I think that this is an excellent idea in terms of bringing viewers to the regular season. Anytime someone hears the word tournament, people are automatically tuned in. And I think that with how seamlessly they're transitioning it into to incorporate it into the regular season record as well, I think that was a very great idea on the NBA's part. I think that I was with you as a lot of other people when they first heard this idea. There's like an in-season tournament. We're just trying to add too much. And that was right at the time that they announced the Larry Bird and the Magic Johnson trophy as well. It just seemed like the NBA was trying to do too much. But now that it's here, now that it's been broke down, I think that it's an amazing idea. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some of these matchups. I think that they're also incorporating a little bit of, of football slash soccer where how they're doing the group stages. I think that that's also a very smart idea. Try to bring some fans that, you know, obviously enjoy soccer maybe to their to, to the sport of fo- uh, to basketball, understanding that soccer is the most viewed sport in the world. Maybe this idea will intrigue some viewers to to come over from soccer and also watch basketball as well. But to me, as a fan who uh, of basketball regardless, it's just something extra that's added for the regular fan as well. And I think that it's a great idea. Oh, man, yeah. The, the groups make it fun. For like, sure. We all, we all pretty much had that idea where it's like, we don't know what it is. You just broadly say it to us. We're probably not going to think it's good. But looking at the groups, I mean, Group A is cool. You know, Group B is mid. It's Miami and the Bucks, so we'll probably see them again. The Knicks are right there, though. Group C, Boston will probably fold and do what they do best, not live up to expectations. But <laughs> I think Group C, like – Kings, Warriors, Timberwolves, OKC, San Antonio. Like, that that's the one for me that's exciting because it doesn't have a definitive winner. You know, I feel like with group, uh, with the Denver group, people will have Denver as the favorites, right? And I feel like with group A, the Lakers or the Suns will be favorites. But I think in group C, like, you got the Kings that can win it, the Warriors that can win it, Tim's can win it, OKC can win it, San Antonio can yeah, sneak Mike up can win and it. win it. No, for real, like, that could be a group that could be probably the most OKC exciting. Players. Lost me. Sorry, man. Clues. He disrespected your Celtics. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I didn't say anything. No, he said that the Celtics will be the Celtics in fold. Go fuck yourself. Did you hear me say it? No. So then, do, do I lie? You don't. He is. Then you got me to back up that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I can't trust you. I can't trust <laughs> yeah. you, though. Come on. <laughs> but uh, I think this is definitely fun and excited. Me. I'm excited to see how this pans out for sure. You also have an easy group, Mr. Knicks fan. You, know, you got the Bucks. In it the is. Heat, but 
I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm just so glad that this is early in the regular season because we're getting a healthy Clippers team, Pelicans team. Hopefully. Well, we're getting healthy teams across the board, and I think that's what's gonna make this healthy Lakers that no much more intriguing. Sorry. Nuggets? No. <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. LeBron wasn't healthy, and we were in every single game. Oh, we're playing that card. We lost right. every single game. We lost. You LeBron was unhealthy. Lost. You didn't win a game. I agree. I said we were. I didn't say that we. LeBron were isn't the same guy to make that four zero turn into a seven game. Yeah, he was it. healthy. Yeah, it's probably four two the Nuggets. Okay, probably. casual. Got it. Okay, casual. Thirty nine. Got it. This guy's sick. You know, what it's LeBron. Whatever. Um, I think it's fun. You know, I think it's really going to be up to the players how much they care about it. Like, are we going to see Friday's players taking load management? You know what I mean? And November basketball, we saw it last year. You see some really weird things like Utah and fucking the Pelicans being the one seed. Uh, Yeah, something like that. They were the 12th seed and finished the year, right? They should definitely Um, have a rule there where players cannot sit out those games. Yeah, exactly. That's why, because like, if they're just going to treat it like a regular season game, then it's probably not going to do a ton. But I think that championship game will really see what kind of impact it has. Because if you see players going all out and treating this more like a play-in game compared to just a regular season game, it's different. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like 500000 cool for the end of the bench guys who are making minimums, making a million dollars. But for the superstars who are going to be carrying these teams to win these games and they're making 20, 30, 40 million, I don't know if 500K is like, oh, I got to get this 500K. It's a good amount of money. Don't get me wrong. Nah, what they're there to win is the fucking NBA Cup. That's what they're there to win. It's cool, but it's like, it's not like the play-in where it's like win or go home. You get into the playoffs like that. I don't, that's why I'm like comparing it because the play-in is still so much more in the line because you're getting to the playoffs. This is still like, I don't think we're going to be talking about like, oh, but they won the cup. I get what you mean. You know what I mean? I'm going to be honest though. Now it'll be different than when we set the tone and and someone real right wins it. Steph winning the cup, then all-star MVP, then WCF MVP. MVP, then the finals MVP in the same year is going to be fire. That's, it's that's going to be in, generation. But so if he ironic. does all of that and not the finals the MVP, thunder. fuck you huh? for stealing my If he does thunder. all of that and not the finals MVP, no one's going to talk about it. Well, he will. Okay. Do you believe that? And also, fuck well, when, it. When, it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to the playing tournament, it's usually teams that we know have an outside chance in a playoffs. Once they get there, it's usually a first-round elimination from them. This season was an al- anomaly with the Lakers and the Miami Heat. Wow. But... With this cup, you know, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're through that joke. <laughs> you are, <laughs> I think he meant that very innocently. Oh, no, so. I did. I, oh, I didn't I mean in no type of way. But the NBA Cup, I think we're going to see two great teams in this championship. I, I think we are. It's know? a it's a competition, it's a tournament. Automatically it'll bring the best out of these I hope athletes. So. And also and it, it brings intrigue to the NBA season because football season we know. Sunday, that's the day we watch football. Monday, Thursday, we tune into football. With the NBA, it's now okay. Tuesday Friday. and Friday yep. during during November, these are the these tournament a nights. Bit more. Nah, yeah. they they knew what they were doing. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. There's no football on Tuesday. There's no football on yeah. Friday. That's and when you. I liked in. how they you know like integrated it within the regular schedule. It's yep. only one extra game because the last thing I wanted to see was like okay, you take like a two-week break and you have like this bracket style and it's like completely different. Yeah. yeah, so I like that it's kind of with the regular NBA schedule. And it's only one extra game, which hopefully shouldn't have too much of an impact on, you know, playoffs. And Tuesday and Friday, Friday is usually the day that ESPN NBA games air. Yeah. And Tuesday's TNT. So we're going to get these nationally televised games. I think it's going to be exciting, man. And I, I think the winner right now, early ones, the Suns, man. I think the Wait, Suns so are early you, favorites. Do you guys think it's more likely... It's like a powerhouse team that wins Kevin, it. Like no, I think, I think, think it's going to be like exactly. It's going to be like one of those NBA November teams. I wouldn't be surprised awesome if my Detroit Pistons win it all. Yeah, like 
No cap. I no, the very cup. surprised. The it's the single cup. elimination, right? Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yo, bro. I actually, I'm. I'm glad that you brought up the Pistons, bro. I have a proposition for you. What's up? You want to be a Pistons fan? Uh, I'm not saying I want to be a Pistons fan, but Talk to me. Uh, I know you're an Amen Thompson fan, a huge one, uh, arguably the biggest I know. Uh, listen, bro, we could be Twinskies for real. Let me be the Osar <laughs> fan. You could be the Amen fan. No! Bro, you could come to the Detroit fan. I'll, bro, I'll allow you. Let me get Osar, you get Amen. You can't. They're come twins. On, bro. They're the same person. And that's like you and I. No. Nah. I'm not giving up. No. Nah. You can come to Detroit. I just lost a brother today, guys. That's fine because I gained too. What if he gives you? Night. What if he gives you Austin Reeves? Huh? What? I, I'll clear your name in the Austin Reeves. I case. don't give a fuck about that clearing. <laughs> you, you can keep my name in there, bro. That's why you were never clearing those allegations. You fucking casual. <laughs> you don't know shit about Austin Reeves. You can come to Detroit. No, Just bro. Pull up to I the want Motor a star. City. I want a star. You take a man. Pull up. In. No, I already have a man. He's yes, mine. a lock. That's locked. So why would I give you a SAR? You have, I gave you Scoot. No, no, no. You didn't give fuck? me. You I didn't, gave you no, you Scoot. Didn't. No, you didn't. You yes, I did. I you gave folded. you Scoot. You know you lost Scoot because no, you No, we were sitting there having nah, a conversation. Nah, nah, nah. You lost me. You know and, that. And I was like, I'm a big aiming guy. He was like, all right, I'm going to be the Scoot guy. And nah, I said, fine, he's have Scoot. Capping. He's capping. I asked you, a man or Scoot? And you said a man. You did take Brandon Miller number two. And you took Brandon Miller over First him. First mock draft. For sure. But I, you, you lost him. You know that. For sure. But you, we sat here and you said you're the school's guy. I said, yeah, I you am. can have school. Nah, bro. Come I on. Should. Like I said, you have like 75 guys. Give me I a watch sub. college. I'm, I'm willing to come with a proposition. And that's not even college. They weren't even in, in I'm college, I'm just saying that's bro. why I have 75 guys. I understand that. I'm fine with you having 75 guys. Did I'm you watch saying, OT? Bro, I did, unfortunately. You're, so a, you're such a liar. Bro, what do you mean? Where do they play? What do you mean by where do they play? <laughs> where, like, where do, where do they showcase overtime elite games? I'm not going to tell you that I know that. Is it Vegas? No, it's not. Oh, it's like a provider. Do you it's, know that it's a streaming. Yeah, it's a oh, streaming oh. provider. Oh, you're oh, saying Prime Prime Video? Yes. Okay. I thought you meant the the location. Yeah, I was like, no, no, I, I watch. Location. I watch on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, no shot. I don't know where that it's is. It's like, nah, I watch on YouTube. Thank God. Listen, bro, was I gonna go into draft day not watching any film? No, it's on for them? sure. Prime Video. Though. Funny enough, that's lit. Yeah, it's actually fire. Uh, no, listen, if Amen and Asar are good. Overtime elite isn't in the clear for sure. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I but it is when you're watching mind. the games, it is tough. AD is expected to sign an extension before the season. <laughs> We're here! He thought that was going to move us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, keep sleeping. Like, you thought we'd lose in the first round. As you do, and as did you. We didn't think you'd get swept either, and then you did. No one did. Yeah. Bruce Brown players. actually called you out of the least of competition. He said the Wolves and the Suns <laughs> was better. He did say that. He actually violated every single game. Of the Suns was kind of, or the Wolves. He was said even when we was losing, we always knew we were going. So was the Lakers. Yeah, they were all close. Denver. They only beat Phoenix. No, every time they won a game against Phoenix, facts they did. The Phoenix. But every time they beat him, it was by double digits. Yeah, they, but yes. Minnesota and outside the first game, every game was pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna be honest, Bruce Brown was violent, bro. He yeah, was he like, was talking. Every, he, he was, was like, even when we was down, we knew he was gonna win. Like every he game, he took out The thing is, they're trying to make a rivalry out of this. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to make themselves relevant, respect to them. Bruce Brown's not on the team no more. Yeah, exactly. He, he just no fucking. He just got his ring with Indiana. He's on. He's on Tyrese Halliburton MVP's team right now. That's what he's on. Let's just move on to the next. He is crazy. Don't don't sleep. He could be the Steve Nash of our generation. Jesus Christ! Respect fucking Steve Nash. Respect Tyrese. Steve Nash clears. Oh yeah, oh, he does. Like by far. For like, now. No, for forever. For now. Okay. For now. All right. I actually would do absolutely anything to get this noise out of my ear. Yeah, it comes and goes. Yeah, it does. This week like in the NBA, uh, not my favorite. Let's get into some headlines, and I'll go first. Dude, can I go first, bro? Because you probably have like seven. I have. 
Five. All oh right. So I'm going to go first because, you know, rather down. play safe than sorry. You're going to go last so you don't steal any of ours. That's How about ex- that? That's exactly okay. my idea. Uh, Miles Bridges is going to be turning to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, he is going to be... Why is that? Was that going to be yours? No, no. I said no. He apologized. Uh, he did. Yes, he did put out an apology. Jess um, says you don't respect Steve Nash. You don't? Wow. She said Truth don't re- disrespect Steve Nash. Oh, no. I thought um, he's going to be serving a 10-game suspension because they said that him sitting out 82 games last season, they're counting, they're nixing 20 of the games. It was supposed to be a 30-game suspension. He did sign a one-year, I believe it was $7 million qualifying contract, offer. qualifying offer to return back to the Hornets. Very interesting. Uh, an apology, you know, of course, that's very surface level. It's just going to be a matter of cleaning up your action from here on out. It's going to be a stain on Miles Bridges' name for the rest of his life. That's just the responsibility that comes with. I believe that now he's on a three-year probation on top of that as well. So, obviously, he has his strides to go back to, to, you know, being okay back in just the eyes of many. But right now, of course, he's back in basketball. He's back with the Hornets on that qualifying offer. So, of course, that's just big news there where, yes, he's on three years of probation. Yeah, he, he missed Playing the whole year. Hornets? Um, as long as Lamelo, Ball, excuse me, as long as Lamelo Ball is healthy, yes, playing because that's just the, he what he does. The year, so, you know, he, I'm not saying he's justified, but he missed 82 full games. You know, it is what it is. You know, we've seen worse, right? So, word, he's here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this week in the NBA, uh, the Suns traded campaign to the Spurs. They also picked up Bobo, which I'm sure you're going to talk about. TJ McConnell's coming. Here we go. I'm sure you're going to talk about this is the needle mover, but uh. This this move I think was the move to probably just bring in TJ McConnell, which is a solid backup point guard. Respect. You know, is he better than campaign? Yes. Okay. He's definitely no like he was excited about campaign. Then the campaign got traded. Campaign is dog shit. Um, he's not dog. No, shit. he's actually ass. He's not dog. He's shit. he is ass. But nonetheless, he got traded. This is the move to probably bring in TJ McConnell. They did also bring in Bobo to try to have a backup big man. Um, so just kind of moves to kind of end free agency. You know, kind of water it down. Go ahead, Joel. No, it's my turn, my turn. It's Dallas. Oh, oh, I think it's Dallas. 76ers have had a bit of a noisy offseason. James Harden requesting a trade, not getting the trade, doubling down. The Clippers don't want him. He had all of these. Okay. But there was, for, there <laughs> was two more. So it's kind of a two-part, same story, but we have the Joel Embiid quote from a few days ago um, where they talk about winning a championship, and he says, I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. But shortly after, Sam Amick of The Athletics said that the Sixers believe Embiid wants to take the Kobe or Dirk route and just play with one team for his entire career. Now, with James Harden going out, this is uh, this is a pretty bad team. I'll be honest. You know, they lost in the second bad. round. Never never got oh, yeah. past the second round Respect. with anyone there. Harden, Ben Simmons, whoever it might be. Now that Harden's <laughs> gone, and if the best player they're going to get back is Terrence Mann, it doesn't look great for Joel Embiid wanting to win a championship. I think at some point he does request out. I know your Knicks are one of the top teams that are going to be targeting him. Um, but we kind of have conflicting reports whether he's going to stay or go. What about the Lakers, bro? You think you can mess that up? I don't think so. You had to move AD. I wouldn't do that in my life depended on it. You know, when it comes to this Joel Embiid quote, they'll make the play. The good thing is that Daryl Morey did say that they're not just going to trade James Harden. If they don't get a deal that they like, they're going to keep James Harden. He won't play. And Suck it up. You know, unless James Harden is going to ruin his reputation even further, he's going to do serious damage to his career if he sits out. I mean, he'll just come in fat. I, like I, I hope yeah, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that's not the case. He did what he was. He would just come because in because I bad think tired. if James Harden is bought in, this team like I'm last sure. year, they got a chance. They do. They did have a chance last year. Uh, you did. Respect you, Philadelphia. You Respect yelled at us 
for 30 minutes about how Nick Nurse wasn't a needle mover. That was under the assumption. Yes, that, was some, that was some crazy shit. But right now, yeah. now that Harden might stay and he might buy in, you think they have a legit chance to do what? This is what I said about Nick Nurse, precisely. <laughs> oh my God. I said that Nick Nurse, uh-huh. if this six or tenure fails, mm-hmm. he might be looked at in a similar light that we look at Doc Rivers. So you said if Harden That's stays, what I said. If Harden stays, you think they have a chance but to do Nick what? But Nick Nurse, I can also acknowledge that in Toronto, when he went to that team in 2019, he got the best out of Kyle Lowry by talking to him post-game after he struggled in a playoff game. Maybe this is wishful thinking, but I feel like that type of hard coaching could maybe get hard this enough is mm, no, boost, his boost his game he up needs, in the playoffs. He, he needs he, help. He is insane. He didn't say that about Nick Nurse no. 29. Listen, he's he on was his, disregarding he's on, his he's on his last legs with this James Harden scenario, so I don't blame you. And with Joel Embiid, I don't like what he said because I feel like you can point to Embiid being the biggest reason, if not the second biggest reason, each time the Sixers have flamed out in the playoffs. For him to say he wants to badly win a championship, I understand the sentiment, but your actions are showing something different. When in Game 7, I mean, what, you you score less than 20 points in that Game 7, you get blown out? I just feel like Joel Embiid, time and time again, has come up short in a moment. And if he was able to elevate his game and play at an MVP level, the Sixers would already have a conference finals appearance, if not a finals appearance already, mm. if he had elevated his game in multiple scenarios. Yeah, should have beat the Celtics. Should have. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Should have beat Atlanta. Two, two opportunities to beat you guys and didn't win not one game. Now, you you only took one of my things. Okay. These guys didn't, didn't, didn't take no? Wow, no Suns talk. Thank heavens. Wow. No, nah, I got no Suns talk. You know. You saw my tweet. Because, honestly, we know what's about to happen. With, with the Suns, we have four teams coming out the West, buddy. We don't <laughs> we, know. We don't we know. Already know. <laughs> we don't we know already what know what the Suns about to do. The damage they're about to do, man. They're gonna wreak havoc. They are. Chris Paul doesn't look like he wants to come off the bench and go to state. Jesus Christ. That's my this week in the NBA, and I think good. It, it's a point in Chris Paul's career that he has to understand that he's a he's a bench player. He's not a starter, and if he's a starting point guard, he's at the bottom of the totem pole of starting point guards in the NBA currently. And it's no shame. He's had a long, amazing career. Facts. But at 38, embrace the bench role. Embrace that role and don't make it a fuss. And I feel like right now he's making it a bigger deal. He told a reporter, you know, how do you know I'm not starting? How do you know I'm not I'm coming <laughs> off the bench? That shit was dumb funny. He said, you the coach? <laughs> that shit was funny. That yeah, was he, like when Melo, they asked Melo, he was like, yo, bro, uh, are you ready to come off the bench? He's like, come off the bench. Melo was like coming off biggest, all-star appearance. He took it like too. the biggest insult that he's ever yeah, heard. They, they, uh, Melo had more of a reason to take it as an insult at that point in time. I'll be honest. If Chris Ball starts, you won't see me here. No, that'll be nice. You're lying. No, I'm just like so no, serious. No, no, I don't believe you. No, no shot in hell I'm coming You're in. You're lying. I'll only come for football. Oh, you're not coming on to the show. Yeah, for okay. basketball. Yeah, or that I agree with. Yeah. So you're going to be the only football guy? Yeah, if Chris Paul starts, I can't do it. <laughs> I, I can't. Nah. Chris Paul starting is nuts. If Chris Paul starts, bro. That means we're going to start goal. Chris and Steph in the backcourt. Wiggins at the three. Oh, four. Clay at the three. And Draymond at the five. I can't, bro. I can't. God bless. The Bulls granted were granted oh, yeah, $10.2 million exception for Lonzo Ball. They were just granted that money. They can do whatever they want with it. We'll probably pay AO. And then now I have something about the rules in the NBA. There's two new major changes coming. In-game penalty for flops resulting in a technical free throw and a second coach's challenge, bless bless you, you, awarded if the first challenge is successful. 
Those are the two new gameplay rules coming to the NBA. Why didn't they just do, if you win the challenge, you just keep it, and then you keep going, keep going. That's essentially what they did. No, but if you lose the second challenge, yeah, you only get two. They so if you, win this, if you win the second challenge, because people be nah, people be start they start challenging out their ass. Well, because the refs yeah. be on some bullshit. Like yeah, the NFL's the same way though. You get a third potentially. You don't. Right? You don't get a third. You win yeah, that you second. Get a fourth fight. also. No, I think in the NFL, NFL you only have two. No, yeah, but if, if you, you win two, the two, get you get a third. Yeah, but if you well, win, he's not doing that, right? Are you sure about that? You just have two total, and if you get the first one wrong, damn, you don't have the second one. Yeah, the flopping one I like though. It's just time to. I don't know how they're going to figure out it out, but yeah. it's time. Like, they had to stop Austin Reeves somehow. <laughs> Comment. Okay. Chris Paul and Mark Smart. Kyle Lowry. You know what's ironic about that? His favorite player literally of all time is one of the biggest floppers ever. Oh, yeah. He would have got cooked. He would have got 30 yeah. texts a game. You think so? James Harden easily. His, his, I don't know if he's a top 75 player if they would have integrated this. He back grabs your arm and literally shoots. Like It's really odd. He never won. He, and you know who else does that? in the game. Austin Reeves. But, you know, we, we scrutinize Austin for it. It's a we superstar to get superstar he calls. You're right. Superstar should get superstar calls. That's why Katie. That's uh, why Austin Reeves gets them. K- yeah, okay. Christ Katie's who sucks. I'm God boy. sucks at the free throw line. I'm God boy. Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, He's no. about to have an MVP like season. Really? Yeah. How many games he play? Twelve. Seventy. 70. <laughs> Holy shit. I'll take God bless you. If he plays 70, you're, you're taking 50 and you're running with it. Listen, Kevin Durant said he's been practicing this offseason at, God, at defenders coming at his legs. That's what he's been doing because that's how he got injured in the first place, Dallas. All right? He's got to get. It wasn't his fault. You see, you Kevin, seen the, they won't even allow Kevin Durant. You've seen the quarterback doc with Mahomes saying how he like bends his body in different ways. Katie's got to get on that regimen. That, that documentary was amazing. Yeah. I'm all, I, just, I actually just finished the episode with your tweet. Mm, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in a really last section of it was. Episode, yeah. yeah. Sun's cool. cool. Havoc. It was the. It was the. My tweet was part of the section where we were talking about misinformation and the narratives. No, I saw, I saw the Mariota quit on his team. Oh yeah, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah the, the commentary the narrative yeah, around yeah, yeah. Mariota. I hope you gain some respect for Mahomes. All right. Just know you are a part of the problem. That's what they I were doing. You, I hope you. They highlighted how you are a part of the problem, Mister. Listen, Moran. man. Technically, he did. What can I say? He had a knee injury, man. And he didn't stay with and the he team. Had a kid. And, a, and a child. Who? Marcus Mariota. Ah. You have to watch the quarterback Listen, talk on Netflix. I'll say this briefly. Who's on it? It's Josh? Mahomes, Kirk, right. and Mariota. No shot I'll watch. But it's like it's like 50% Mahomes. Do you want to know what the highlight of the show Kirk, is other than, of course? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Because why? Kirk Cousins is the captain, baby. No shot. Captain in line. It's a good look. I've been at like Fields, Lamar. Next season, pray Jalen Hurts. The black guys. Dak Prescott <laughs> and or Tua Tungavailoa, Jimmy G, or Russell Wilson. They need to get like a rookie in I don't there. want to see Russell Wilson. Brett Coleman had this When he has out. a comeback season, it'll be better awesome. better have future in there. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. That was uncalled for, bro. jab. Brett Coleman Seriously? had a tweet that <laughs> next year it should be Joe Burrow, uh-huh. Geno Smith, and Bryce Young. I, I can't cool. have a rookie. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's there's already much? so much responsibility on you in they, year but one. But you always got cameras on you, regardless of if you. you know You're right, I mean? but like, you want to limit that in year one, in my opinion. So it should be the third quarterback then. So the way that I put it, it was, like I had Tenham, Burrow right? and Hurts because you want to get to what potentially was last season yeah. MVP Super Bowl. Like that alone made the season unbelievable. And then you have that good to great tier quarterback. Herbert's never going to do it. Dak Prescott is the first and really the strongest candidate, in my opinion. Geno's not a bad one Kyle for Murray? sure. Kyler's hurt. He I like Geno, though, because Geno's story of what he's come back from. 
And if he has another amazing season. Kyler's like rehab, maybe comes back. Like, see, that would be kind of cool. That would be lit. definitely a different perspective on that. Yeah. But I feel like in the good to great, I'm trying to like have it in that section. Maybe a Derek Carr, Justin a Dak Fields. Prescott. Justin Fields, not a bad That's one. Uh, but in terms of like the Those stable guys. to replaceable quarterback, it's it's just got to be Jimmy G or Baker Mayfield. It's just one of those two, in my opinion, for sure. Baker Mayfield would be a, a good for sure. story to follow. And I bet that he's dying to have more cameras and microphones sure. in he his. He might get benched. So, you know, it could be a merrier situation all over again. I Respect. Listen, hey, we said, we said stable to replaceable, right? I'm being respectful here. That's extremely respectful. For Geno Smith, though, I would love, man. I, I feel like the Josh Seahawks. Josh Allen is definitely one of those to look at for the elite tier. The Seahawks can do something special this year, man. Watch it, then. Seahawks roster is so talented. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're vying for the division crown. I think they're that good. It's not a crazy conversation. God, it's just them getting Javon Hargrave, man. It's yeah. just the Niners are cheese. Yeah. Are, and Brock Purdy's going to be good. But I know for sure Herbert would never do that documentary. Why do you say that, though? He's too introverted. But, bro, he was on Hard Knocks even though he was forced. He was on Hard Knocks. He was forced. But I think that type of documentary is something that you volunteer for. And they ask you and you say yes or no. Herbert runs away from the social media managers that work for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Whenever they come out, with, it's like a joke within their fan base that whenever they come out with cameras, Justin Herbert like walks the other yeah. way. He doesn't want to be seen. Did you, prior to watching the quarterback, did you feel like Mahomes was, let me not say introverted, but definitely not as outgoing as he portrayed himself in the quarterback? I haven't watched every episode of the quarterback. Oh, I've only dude, watched what the hell's wrong with you? I just, I've been watching Better Call Saul. That's really what it's been. All right, so I, just, I just finished Snowfall. Oh, uh, Snowfall? It's, I, I watched the ending. It was really amazing. It was good. Kind of sad. You like you, you like uh old boy, huh? You like old boy Franklin? Yeah, the ending was sad. It was very odd. It yeah, hurt, it hurt mentally. Yeah. He was a like, his character, like he was a great actor, but he was. yeah. You 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 fuck with the um that that type of vibe, like you would go that, out there in the street. Uh, I'm not going that far. Not selling crack cocaine. Oh, okay. I'm just actually <laughs> lost me there. But with Mahomes, <laughs> I just think what he's done on the field and the way he carries himself, I kind of get that vibe from him. Especially the things that he fights through, like the injury in the playoffs. I saw that episode of him fighting through that injury. I haven't got to It's that just yet. certain things that he does that kind of exudes that leadership and like listening to him in a press conference. It's just that I always felt like Mahomes was that a quiet dude, and then you have him mic'd up on the field. So he didn't know he was like that. No, well, in terms oh, of like, like being vocal, I had no idea. He is rowdy. He's a he dog. He's, I respect I the would, hell out of him If I was Mahomes, I'd do the same shit. Nobody can stop me. Nah, he throws that touchdown to uh, uh in the Bucks game where he just kind of like flung it into the end zone to Clyde and he just goes, I'm like that. I'm <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he's the best and he knows he's the best. Uh, he's that's, really good. That's what, <laughs> he's the goddamn best. This guy's having a fetish. For a Mahomie? Yeah. Mahomie is nuts. That is Mahomie. Next topic. This is the last topic of the show. It's Trey Young versus Luka Doncic. Trey Young was recently on Draymond Green's <laughs> podcast. And the title of the podcast is Trey Young Talks Luka Comparison. And really, Draymond was telling Trey Young, listen, man, you got the numbers, you got the assists, you know, you led a team to the conf- to the conference finals. Why is the narrative for Luka all love, but the narrative for Trey is the opposite of that? I think we know why. It's just funny. It's, it, it, you know what? This just you know the picture that's going around with Tyrod Taylor and Jalen Hurts. That's what this is. You're being rude to Trey Young. No, but it's just there's there's a gap, a clear gap. No, there's a gap, but I feel like the hate stems from he did it to himself in the New York series. He wanted to be the villain. 
He lived up to that role. He's ran with it for years. Even still, he'll visit MSG. Like, he did it in WWE. He came into an event. He was in the garden. They booed him like shit. He does it to himself or he makes himself the villain. And I don't see anything wrong with it. He's still an amazing basketball player. That's what he wants to do. He clearly stands up to the moment. We saw it against the Celtics. He played excellent basketball. Against Miami, he struggled, but he still had a game-winning shot. He didn't play his best brand of basketball by any means in the Miami series, and he still had a big moment. It's just that Luka Doncic, yes, on which he was in that top four category. That's why the narratives are a little different. You're getting a little bit rude mentioning Tyrod Taylor in a similar light as Trey Young. It's not that big of a gap, but there's a clear, clear gap. Uh, for sure, Trey Young's a top what, also, 15 there, player in the in the NBA, probably at worst. But do you, do you think that Trey Young got hated from the Knicks series? Because I thought him taunting the Knicks he became a villain after that for the Knicks. Yeah, but I thought for the NBA as a whole, they sympathized with Trey Young in that moment because. There were fans that were spitting on him at MSG, if you remember. Oh, for sure. And I, I thought fans of other NBA teams looked at that like, I'm glad he's showing up the Knicks. Uh, That's how I If you it. weren't rooting for Trey Young in that Knicks series, you don't care about basketball or real hoops. Because uh, what he did was go into the moment uh, and Knicks ball fan, the right? fuck out. Oh, listen, I, I can be a, a respectful of, of the Knicks and acknowledge that Trey Young went into one of the most hostile environments and played some of the best basketball that we've seen in the playoffs in a first-round series, of course. I don't know where it starts from, the hate. I, I really? don't know where it stems from. It's the Knicks series. I don't. I think it's just, like, I'm not a Trey Young fan, but I understand what type of basketball player he is. You know, I think he's one of the 10 best offensive engines in the NBA. You know, he's a, his ability to just backpack offenses and lead them to a top 10 unit every year, maybe missing out like one year. It's astonishing. I think the hate is just because what we've seen in the last two years is the fan base completely flip out on Trey Young and rank him lower than where he should be, you know, disrespect his game. And I guess it probably started with the Miami series, I want to say, where people people really started to look and see. But he was out there by himself. And they also just completely blocked from their memory that he went into that Cleveland game. Cleveland was beating them by double digits. 32 and a half. And he went and put up a second half for the ages. Yeah, Ice Trey, and, 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 and Luca, yeah, you're sick. Um, <laughs> calling him Ice Trey is nuts. And smiling he's like ice that cold. Is, yeah, I could, yeah. That's, I was talking about that game winning. That's why that, he's that, your 10th that 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 you you best point guard in the league. Listen, yeah, it's nuts. year to year. He could be number it's, one next year. This ain't football. This ain't year to year. Respect him. You don't think so? No, I know so. Luca gets, let's be honest, Luca gets babied. Luca gets... He's the charming he, darling I, boy of the NBA. He's the prince of the NBA. Right and, and it's and it's justified. You know, when he comes into the playoffs, he's elite. He's amazing. No matter every time he's elite. And Trey Young is not always as elite as Luca. And that's okay. You're not always that player. But Luca's the darling boy. He can miss the playoffs and it's like, all right, it's some slack. Trey Young could get smoked out by Miami and it's like, oh, this guy sucks. He's never gonna be the best player on the championship team, blah, blah, blah. But it's like obviously Luca is the darling boy of the NBA. The NBA gets Trust me, I've been a Steph Curry fan my whole life. I know what how they treat the darling boys at the NBA. They get a little bit baby. They get a little bit coddled. They get away with a little bit of stuff. But also, Luka comes to play every time. Trey Young has his faults, and that's understandable. But I think the Trey Young disrespect primarily comes from that Heat series. And the fact that he's a dog shit defender. He doesn't put that effort in on the, the defensive worst, end. Possibly. And people, yeah, probably one of the worst we've seen in our era as a guard. Is there, I feel like this is the trend, really. If you are outspoken, if you are actively in interviews, if you're on podcasts, you're leaving yourself more vulnerable to have people criticize you, right? That seems how it is. You don't really see Luca out there really doing interviews like this. You don't really see Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, 
Steph Curry from time to time definitely will do it. He'll hop onto the Draymond Green podcast. He was on the Through the Wire podcast. But Steph, Steph Curry definitely is a whole different category of, of superstars that have been catered to or, or not as disrespected. But it's the quiet ones that really people don't have a problem. They kind of allow their blemishes to be looked over because they're not being vocal about it. But though, God forbid you're on a microphone. Kevin Durant, although, you know, of course, there's different situations. A, a Kevin Durant, a Carl Anthony Towns. That Carl Anthony Towns is probably the one that I look to the most in terms of people that definitely scrutinize him. And, of course, on the basketball court, Carl Anthony Towns is great. He's had his, his lulls in the playoffs particularly against the, the Grizzlies, the one that comes to mind. Was that his only playoff series? Or so the Rockets, I would say. He's, his never, first he's really Facts, good. that's what it was. But really re- good ever. No, but for sure. But I feel he like you leave yourself. Uh, I feel like I've found the trend of people that go into a microphone. What did you just say? He was solid against the Grizzlies. Uh, he, he, was wasn't an, he was good. He was inconsistent. Can we leave it at that? I think you're trending. You're going to a good thought. Go ahead the save example, I, try to defend it. I try to finish it, but it's okay. The example <laughs> that I would go to... Debate against it, though, is Jason Tatum. I don't think Jason Tatum's outspoken at all. And this year, he probably faced the most scrutiny. Bro, he went on to Malika Andrews, and he was just... uh, Am I wrong? What was that? Last offseason, he was with Malika Andrews. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Man, I forget what it was. But the Tatum... Jalen Brown's the one who said I'm going to win four championships. Uh, He averaged 18 points against uh, Memphis. 18? Oh, that's solid. Because he had a five-point game. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's solid. That's like seven points drop-off. But am I right though? Like Jason Tatum is quiet, but I thought he got hated on a lot this 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 past season. Yeah, I feel like I mean because when people talk about teams, players that can lead teams to a championship, Tatum frequently gets left off. He's usually like the cutoff where people will put Jimmy Butler, people will put Luca, but they, they won't think, put they Jason think about Tatum. Tatum exactly. Yeah, yeah. I and I think like that's this where is the it's first time where Damian Lillard has really been vocal and out and really speaking for himself freely. And this is the most criticism that he's ever received in his career. That's because he said he would never join a team. But again, you're leaving yourself vulnerable when you're opening. Like, just people are just so ready to make an opinion and be brash towards you, especially when for years you've been quiet. I guess there's a certain point when people are just not going to want to speak their minds. That's That's the complete opposite of what we want. I think Dame requesting a trade was fine. Him saying he's only going to Miami is where that's people issue. Yeah. got issue with. If he would have said, listen, I'm open to going to the Nets. I'm open to going to these other like, teams. What's wrong with him only? Uh, all right, yes, there. But like Anthony Davis, another one where he requested a trade from the Pelicans. He said, I only want to go to the Lakers. That became an issue. Well, that package what? was also so much better. AD also didn't come no, out and I'm say, I would, I would, I'm welcome to playing for these other teams. He came out and his first idea, his thought was, I want to go to the Lakers. There was no switching up. There was but no that's kind of what Dame is doing. Nah. Dame, there's, there's saying, sprinkles. Listen, it's it's. I want to be in Portland. I want to run back. But then with Dame Portland talked about the Nets. He was like, he was he was kind of like talk about the Nets. Yeah, really, they, Dame yeah. was sprinkling around, sprinkling along this trail, different hints, and then his ultimate decision was something that was not along any of those lines. Yeah. That that's really Trey Young also has been to three head coaches too, so that could be an issue. No, Trey Young. That I mean, but that does that have to do with him or the team's like a little bit success? of both. When Draymond was talking up Trey Young in that thing, Trey Young answered back and he said, "Yeah, Luca's only taller." But I think, oh, all right, I think, I think that's a big thing though. It is because Luca's six eight, Trey yeah, Young's six one. It's a huge yeah. thing. Like for example, if LeBron was six one, he's not the greatest player ever. So if wait, Michael Jordan he's there. was five eleven, no, Trey Young offensively, he's there. I you can understand where he's come from. It's just that the height just offensively gives he's not as good as. No, of course. It's hard to be six foot six ah. one and be a championship ah. best player on the team. It's, it's closer than no, what you want to give respect not. for. He's it's not. just a yes, he's taller. He can get himself to the basket easier than Trey Young can. Everything Luca can do, 
I mean, everything Trey Young can do, Luka can do better. Minimally. I think Trey Young. Not the same shooter. There's an argument they for. They are. But even. Although Luka is a better free throw. Trey had a way better, way more efficient three point shooting season last year than yeah. Luka's ever had. Luka, Luka's, um, Luka's a better scorer, though. He is. I think Trey Young. Because he can get to the basket easier. As a playmaker. They're right there. I can I can give the edge to Trey. I will give the edge to Trey. Finishing, it's not close. It's, it's not even anywhere like, near it's, close. It's a, yeah, it's it's a, a legitimate clear. The three point and outside shooting, if we're counting in mid range and three point shot. That goes to tr- that goes to Luca. He's a good mid range shooter though. And then if we talk about like the uh, like the post game, Luca has a legit post game. He does, game. He does have a good post. A legit but do we turnaround fadeaway. That for a we, point we can't guard? discount that. Nah, nah. We can't discount still that. Still averaging almost thirty. Yeah. He's still averaging I mean, almost Trae thirty. Like because I think a, a big part of <laughs> Devin Booker's offensive game and why I think even last year he was post better up? than Mitchell is because of his post game. Yeah. I think that matters. But it does. But I feel like that's a more of a size thing. You're not a. It is. You're not really a guard. Like I'm not gonna. Discount one person because he can't post up because it's really just a lack of a size thing. Like I don't want a six one guard posting anybody up. I know you're not expecting Trey to do that because of his size, and that's reasonable not to expect Trey to do that. But we can't also knock Luca because he has a size. It's to a do plus. That. For oh yeah, and it's that, that plus is the reason why I feel like offensively there's a separation between the two. And like you mentioned, Trey Young has bad moments in the playoffs. Mostly that one series versus it's, the, the it's Heat. Just that series. Luca doesn't have those like those moments like. There's not a moment that Luca has that you could be like, "Wow, that was a horrible Luca game." He, he he's bro, he's an all-time great. It's just in the that playoffs. fourth quarter against both the Clippers. Done the same too. thing in the playoffs. I know they don't talk about the fourth quarter with Luca's against the Clippers either. The first three, he was arguably the best player on the court. That fourth we quarter, we forget Trey Young steam. playing thirty-two points in the second half on the road. That was nuts. I know. I mean, you could say that they both been to the conference finals yeah, in their respective the same conference, kind of, you know? but. Lucas had eight 40 point games in the playoffs. He's had nine. Oh, no, he's 30. No, Lucas in the playoffs he's, turns into a different Trey in the playoffs sure. has had one 40 point game. Lucas had eight already. Okay. And Luca has what? It's fucking ridiculous. Five playoff series in total. And he, he already has eight 40 point no, yeah, games. He's, he's a better Not, like he, by he's, far. A, he's a locked in 30 a game when he's in a, when he's in a playoff environment. And then the, what he did to the Suns. Yo, also, have you noticed that Lucas assist? Uh, assist ratio has only gone down. Assist usage ratio has only gone down since entering the league. Mm-hmm. Trey Young has also almost never missed the playoffs outside his rookie year. Nah, he hasn't. It's also a weaker conference, though. His team isn't that good. His team is not that good. Neither is I Lucas. I think the Hawks roster is better than the Mavericks roster. It's really not a much big difference. It's not a big difference, but you're playing in the West, I mean, in the East compared can, to the can West. Can you name another creator on the Hawks? On DeJounte. No, he just got him. I'm saying like before. Well, because he has Kyrie, so it wouldn't play that card. No, no, no. I can't name another creator. Oh. You can't name a starting center for the for the Mavericks. It used, be, it used to be Chris Stops. No, for the Mavs. Oh. Yeah, it used oh, to be yeah, Chris yeah, no, Stops. No, no. It, used to, it did used to be Chris Stops. Uh, Chris Stops, Capella. JaVale really, really was difference. bad last year. Last so year, understood. three seasons, though, it's been, well, last two seasons. Well, bro, you were talking up Christian been. Wood. What happened? Ah, well, listen. <laughs> you said better than Pascal. You know, he he flopped. What? what can I say? He flopped. What can I say? Okay, I can't say nothing. That's not a good start of center, though. It's oh, yeah. not. It's I mean, not, a no. center isn't. The Hawks got two of them, if we're being well, realistic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. I think the they Hawks. also have John Collins. Yeah, I think the Hawks right. just went in the depth department. I think they have more depth. Like, there's more good NBA players on their team. But now it's ah, a clearing. They have the same. Uh, what do you mean? The Mavs have, clearly have a better team than the Hawks right now. 
It's close, man. But Luke is so good. That Wait a minute. Wait, he can do what he close. does. It's not It's not. Close. He just said that the team can go to the NBA Finals, and he's saying that it's close. Yep. So the Hawks can go to the NBA Finals. That's, no, I didn't say that. That's what you just said. I didn't say that. No, bro, that's what you just said. How did I By say that? By the transitive property. <laughs> how did I say that? Here we go. Now, it's not, between the Hawks and Mavs, it's not close. Whose roster is better? Am I, is it me? I did. No, he's I, bugging out. Is it, it's he's me. He's bugging out. Did I just? Well, you think the Haw- who, who's Ross? The, the Mavericks. Pretty Mavericks. comfortably. You Pretty just said it's similar, but Lucas. What are you doing? And he also like said that the Mavericks could go to the championship to beat they the come Denver the Nuggets if they get Clint Capella. But you're saying it's keep close. talking about if they get this. And the Hawks guy. should be. <laughs> Clint Capella kills me. I'm not gonna lie. Clint Capella. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna look up. That's not why. I don't think the Hawks are at that level because. Their simple. stars can't match up with the other top stars in the Fact. East. That's why. It's a fact. How do you figure? Trey Young not going to outperform Giannis, bro. He's not going to outperform Tatum. He's not. He was right there, though. But he's not going to, ultimately, he's not going to outperform him, though. Mm-hmm. Where Luka can be on par with any star that he fl- faces in the playoffs. But that's not the end all be all. Trey Young may not outperform a star, but he can uplift a team. But they also the don't have, they the, they don't the have the depth to outperform the Celtics, though. Example. Right, it was in it. Yeah, they had one game winning shot. Like remove six. Okay, right. remove remove Luca and Kyrie and remove Trey and DeJounte. And then we just look at the rosters. You're not telling me the Hawks one is better? Are you fucking serious? No, I'm being dead ass with you, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being oh, so uh, serious with you. Yo, you're not serious. I'm being so it's, serious with you. You Clint just, Capella, Onyeka. Stop with this. Stop saying DeAndre Hunter. Throws. Young Hunter's okay. He's him AJ and Griffin on the same level. AJ Griffin. AJ Jaylen Griffin's Johnson. good. Jaden Hardy is just as good as AJ Griffin. And you on know the other that. side, you got Grant, DeAndre, DeAndre Hunter, and Josh Green are the same player. Lively. Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's good. Trey Young was so fucking dumb against you guys. Nah, Sadiq Bay. Especially those last like four, I think game one or two, he struggled. But the last four games, he was OD. DeAndre Hunter's better than Tim Hardy Jr. Though. No, but DeAndre Hunter's Tim the same Hardy as Josh Jr. Is Green. probably like the. Their third, fourth best player. DeAndre right. Hunter and Josh Green are the same player. Okay, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that's okay. that's that's where they cancel out. The only thing you have is center depth, and Jaylen you believe John- in lively because that's why you have them. Jalen Johnson. What? Jalen Johnson. <laughs> you don't like Jalen Johnson? You don't know yet, bro. You don't. But we've seen him in minutes last year, spot minutes last There's year. Some, what? This is insane to me. <laughs> But the clearing is you have Luka and Kyrie versus Yes, that's the, if you yeah. say Luka off the team, you keep Kyrie on their team. That's still a comparable team with Trey Young and DeJounte. It's still a comparable team. I don't team. know. I think. I mean, I I'm not Trae saying that the Hawks. I'm not saying the Hawks roster clears the Mavs. I'm just saying I think no, they have. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not. No. What I'm saying is that the Hawks versus the Mavericks roster. I'm not saying the Hawks are way better than the Mavs. I think that they just have slightly more talent. Like we take away the two I just top stars. Can't understand this logic? I don't know because they have Luca. That's but why you're telling me ugh, they, really, they have the Luca and Kyrie with much, an entire offseason. I'm just going to disagree with the statement as an as a whole. I'm not. I'm you're not. making a poll on Twitter. No, no, no. That's a Joel thing to do. He also likes polls too. Only funny ones. Not this is a who's the third player. and fourth best player on on the Mavericks. Um, Maxi Kleba probably number. Three or four, maybe. Is it Grant? Is it Grant and Tim Hardaway Jr.? Or Josh Green? Josh Green. Facts. Are you telling me that Clint Capello and Yeka, DeAndre Hunter? Uh, Why are we talking about DeAndre Hunter? He's reliable, though. Bogdan, Bogdan, whatever it is. I apologize for disrespecting him. Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's not a a bad player. He's a a role player. He's what it is. All these guys are role players. Yeah, they are. We're we're, we're comparing. I understand. I'm I'm trying to compare that to what the Mavs have. Like, 
Bogdan Bogdanovich is essentially what Tim Hardaway does. Like, I feel like if you swap these rosters and in the West you have Luca, Kyrie, DeAndre, Capella, Onyeka, AJ Griffin, Sadiq Bay. Why are you giving them Luca and Kyrie? No, no, I'm saying if I'm swapping, swapping the duos, duos I'm, yeah, I would the look. Yeah, because the duos significantly yeah, better. Yeah, but if, if Luca and Kyrie were surrounded with what Trey and DeJounte are surrounded by in Atlanta, right, I, would, I would feel very comfortable about them making out uh, making it out of their conference. I would. Like it's a good it's a good roster around them. It's good depth. Yeah, you're losing me. Um so last year they had Spencer Dinwiddie on the team, so it's a lot different. Um Spencer Dinwiddie or DeAndre Hunter. I'd go Dinwiddie. This shit's all a wash. Christian Wood or Clint Capella for you. Capella. Okay. Oh, biggest Christian Wood fan. Yeah. Um, huh? <laughs> you don't think Capella's better than Christian no, Wood? No, I easily do. You thought it's right. just crazy you to hear you Christian say that. Would be better I could than change my opinion. Siakam, Why can't I change my opinion? That's, that's, what you that's why you thought he can be better. Listen, than it was a projection. It was wrong. Sometimes the projection doesn't show the yeah, right I image. I feel you. <laughs> what's, let me ask you a question. What's the worst projection? That or what I said about Scotty Barnes? Oh, that one was tough. What was it was. I said that he could enter that superstar caliber. Listen, it's fuck yours. all that. You saying Rick Carlisle it's, was going to be coach of the year was worse. I was. Than a, I was a year early. <laughs> he still wasn't coach. Now nah, he was good this year. Um, I don't know if you flipped the duos. The Atlanta still. Yo, nah, don't disrespect for like yo, the, yo, the, yo, the, yo, the yo, Hawks yo. to make the finals. They had Luca and Kyrie on their team instead of. They would, that, would, that, would that be because? That would that be because they make the team that much better? Or the East is weak. Both. I don't think they make the team that much better. Luca, Luca, and Kyrie, Kyrie and Atlanta? Atlanta. I think so. How? I think Luca moves me way more than Trey Young moves. In what form though? He's like Joel said. He basically does everything that Trey Young, but better, except maybe playmaking. He's six eight. And Luca, I've seen. I know. I mean, Trey Young has also carried a team to the ECF, but Luca in the playoffs well, is insane. Yeah, but how does he make Atlanta? Like, what does he do? He's just different? a better player. So if if they you put them two on this team, Atlanta team, they can beat the Bucks. Yeah, I, I, I give him so. better. I don't know. I give him better chance for sure. Hmm. They took the Celtics to six. If we're, they had Luca and Kyrie on that team, could they beat the Celtics? Yeah, I can see it. You know, Rick Carlisle's a he's one coach of the year. Right? Yeah, I know. We know. So why know. is it like this horrible take that he would have? At the time, I mean, the, their starting roster was Brogdon, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, Miles Turner, Turner and Sabonis. Sabonis. I mean, I just thought he that, was cute. <laughs> I don't. I just, I just thought they had a real obvious ceiling. That coach of the year was not viable. I thought they'd be good, man. I really did. It's okay. It was your first year. Two years early. It was, and I was early on the ja- on the on the Kings. That one hurts way worse. Whatever your takes are, I'm just gonna hold them for another year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Santo said that he can't wait for you to get your jersey. I and re- your shirt. I really hope terribly that the bad the bad quote unquote hated player is not who I think it is going to You just to. watched the quarterback series though. I understand that, but bro, I'm on my hands and knees. I'm just gonna say this. Cause I looked it up real quick. Trey Young in the playoffs against you guys. No, he no, was, was in the hundredth percentile in assist percentage. He averaged what ten? Yeah. How many assists? Do you have the number? I, I can do. do I can pull it up. I Here we go. Luka. It's because he didn't make the playoffs. Ouch. So I can't uh, do it right now. Game by game, eight assists, six assists, nine assists, 15, 13, 10. If you want to hear the points per game, too, 16, 24. Oh, eh. Last four would not. 32, 35, 38, 30, and that thirty-eight was also with a game-tying game three. They've been to the playoffs the same amount of times, though. You know that, right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to diss. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. I couldn't compare them this year because okay. he didn't make the. But like the total, Young was really good against the. Nah, Hawks. He was. He was. Boston was a better team. But the the playoff totals though. Luca averages thirty-two and a half. Trey Young averages twenty-six point four. Lucas at seven point nine assists. Trey's at nine. 
Lucas at 9.3 rebounds, Trey's at 3.4. Effective field goal percentage, Lucas at 54, Trey's at 46. PER, Lucas at 28, Trey's at 21. Box plus minus, Lucas at 9.7, Trey's at 3.1. It's a clearing. What's Lucas EFG? Four, um, 54%. 54.6%. That's amazing. Yeah. And Trey's at 46%. His the Miami career, series dropped him. I was going to say, his sure. car- no, Trey Young, from what I'm looking at, his career is 15.5 EFG. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, really good. Trey versus hey, Luka, man. Trey on the mid-range shots was in the 88th percentile in the playoffs, 57%. Using clean the glass? He or? was great. Sure. He was great in the playoffs. Yo, clean the glass is cheese. Yeah, he's pretty solid in the play. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't like. I'm looking this past. Yo, one thing I'll say yeah, about Luka, he's cleaned up game. the turnovers. I don't want to seven, six. Sorry, six. six. Yeah. This was by far the playing actually. So it's this seven. was by oh, okay. far yeah. his best year of keeping the basketball safe. Luka, it's yeah, honestly he was in the seventy fourth percentile this it's year. It's honestly surprising to me that the Mavericks won only thirty eight games because out of eleven offensive categories, they were elite in eight of them. And the three they weren't the lead in were like transition things that really didn't matter and like miscellaneous plays. Transition matters. Not as that's easy baskets. Not as much if you're a great half court player like Luca who slows down the game. Just look at the Lakers. We made a, a killing it, it, off of us just, being so it green. Just, transition uh, hides a lot of deficiencies in other areas. Agreed. It does. But they were a lead in almost every single offensive category. Yeah, they were amazing. But what brought them down, and the reason why they won 38 games, was because the defense and the rebounding, especially the rebounding, was complete dog water. Yeah, they're so, no big. Yeah, if they can just rebound at an average level, I think they're a 44-plus win team. And I don't think that's crazy to say. Yeah, I mean, if Lively is able to get on the court, that's what they drafted him. Just want to let you know that um, the Lakers and the Warriors won 44 games. They were scratching for a 6-17. So that debunks your whole fourth seed theory. Well, I just said if they're average, what if they're better? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, listen, like I said, you're relying on rookies in Dwight Powell. Listen, they just got Grant. It isn't he? He's a not a rebounding legend. guy. He shows up in a big moments. He does. Sure. Games have Milwaukee. He's not a rebound. You just said Whatever rebound. And last year, the Mavs, they had some fourth quarters that they, they, you know, they gave up some games, you know? And then now they got Grant Will, who's a fourth quarter killer. Oh, okay. I'm not going that far. I'm oh, in both of them. He missed. I'm in both of them. And he, the fourth quarter against the Heat when he gets in Jimmy he's Butler's the face. Loss. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, listen, Trey Young has backpacked offenses a lot. So has Luka. So yeah. yeah. I mean, Luka led the best offensive rating in NBA history at the time in 2019, I believe. Is, I'm sure if I filter Jared that Jared in with other eras, that's Cap. Jazz? No, he did. Don't talk about that. I'm sure if I filter in this other eras. eras and when we got the conversation okay, yeah. the Kings yeah. just had the I've first best, the best offense rating in NBA history. That's Cap. No, statistically, it's true. Filtered out, it might not be number one. But at the time, the Mavericks were number one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trailing six feet, bro. You feel it immediately, man. Hey, listen. Props to to him. Second you walk in there. Tyree's about to do something similar. What was the Pacers offense regular last year? wasn't even watching the game. Just in the games he played. So accurate. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Do you think Trey Young, do you think Tyrese Halliburton can go five straight years of leading a top eight offense? As the number one ball handler. The only ball handler. This guy's taking bait. Too much. We'll, we'll see. And when, when it comes to Tyrese Halliburton. We'll see. Okay. He did it last year. Listen, bro, there's actually, nothing wrong with it. Bro, bro, bro. There's nothing wrong with understanding that Tyrese Halliburton is great. He's great. Oh, no, we're having a separate argument. No, I understand yeah. this already. No, he told me if, if Tyrese can lead a top 10 offense for five years straight. No, 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 no. Is the answer yes? That was your question. No, no, no. Is the answer yes or no? You like to not add the middle part, though. We were talking about Luka, and you said. I think he can do it. Yes, I do. You said, watch what Tyrese is about to do. He's about to be better than Trey Young. That's what you just said. Yes. 
Exactly. That's why I went on my, well, can he do this, that, and the third? He I think he can. It. He can. I th- five I think, ye- five I years th- in a row. I think he can. With, okay. Okay. The pace is making the playoffs next year, man. I'm not going to disagree with you. They're a good I team. I'm going to say, let's see how, let's look at how immediately Trey Young went and impacted the Atlanta And they make ECF year two? Yes. Um, no, 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 not year two. Year three. three? Year I'll three. Apologize. And then let's look at what happened with Tyrese Halliburton. Goes to the Kings. Yes, there was De'Aaron Fox in his way, but he was so damn good. It didn't matter. He was still getting his. And he gets traded. Goes to the Pacers. Play very, very well for what the expectation was to start the season. Then he gets injured. Really unfortunate. Comes back. They're just not the same basketball team regardless. So, I mean, you look at immediate impact. Next season, Tyrese Halliburton, with the way that you're talking, he needs to be the play- in the playoffs. At worst. Mm-hmm. If he I does not make get in. I think they get in next year. I, I do. think they get in next you know year. You know why? I'm I don't very high on the Pacers. Eight teams better Do you know why? Because I think that the Nets will regress. I, if I they don't, don't think if the they Nets don't are make, that good. I don't think so either. No, they're mid as shit. I yeah. say they regress because obviously they made the playoffs. I don't think they'll be That's because they Kevin Durant and Kyrie put it so ahead. The top six is pretty locked, right? You got... Boston, Milwaukee, the Heat, the Knicks, um, the Cavs. Cavs. Who are we missing? Philly, but hardly if Harden leaves. Yes, yeah, so the, the Pacers could get the in Magic there for sure. Playing? Play yes. Play I think the Pacers get in. I'm not, I, w- I didn't disagree yeah. with you on Maybe that. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but what, what SGA did with OKC this past season in the West – before, Ty- have, before Tyrese got hurt, stop. he was doing something similar with Indiana. Does he have the scoring upside to average 30, bro? Bro. SG, but no, I'm not saying SGA. I'm not saying Tyrese is a better player than SGA. No, I know, but I'm saying, saying in terms of both of them leading their teams over expectations, the Pacers were supposed to be a, a bottom 13 seed in the, in the East. And so was OKC. Yes, and but, the Pacers were the fifth seed in the East uh-huh. in before January. Tyrese got hurt. What was it like January? I think it was a little bit earlier than that. We looked at it. We but looked at it. And he came back and they were sucked. Yeah. Because he was still dealing with an injury. We can't, I, I, I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is we can't look at October, November, December and be like, well, he was doing this and this, so this could have weighed out. Because those were when the bad teams are supposed I'm to be. I'm the not jazz, saying. The Jazz were. Portland was a first seed like the first three <laughs> weeks of the year. Well, I'm, of course, SGA he did was, all year. Doing, was doing it all year. So what he did was by far more impressive but if I'm not mistaken, the Pacers were that high at the All-Star break, if I don't I'm not know. mistaken. I don't know. I'm, I, that's why because I Because in the second half of the I season, I, I believe we had a topic of, like, what teams do we think are going to regress in the second half. We did. And I, I, one of the teams for me was the Pacers. Tyrese, the Pacers Tyrese had them that high, and I thought that was impressive. It wasn't for a full season, but that showed me enough. And, listen, Trey has the body of work over Tyrese. No. But I think the Pacers were twenty six and thirty four. No shot they were fifty. But I think, but I think, two three years from now we're gonna come back and we're gonna be like, listen, Tyrese versus Trey. I think Tyrese. We're, t- we're taking Tyrese. Are you gonna start your monologue over? They weren't fifth seeded All Star break. So what was the record before um, Tyrese got oh, hurt? See now you're asking for too much. I don't know. You can look it up. It says right here. I hope this is right. Bleacher Report be bugging. Halliburton was playing when they, when they were 25 and 34. Since beating the Charlotte Hornets on January 8th, they have lost 16 of 19 games. Goodness. Jesus Christ. But that was when I think he was hurt, bro. But that's what I'm saying. They wasn't, at the All-Star break, they wasn't no fifth seed. They, that's when they dropped. They were 23 and 19 before he got hurt. What, what was that? Up? So that must have been this like. This was January 11th. Ah, there it is. A little, it was close to it. It wasn't at the All-Star break, but it was close to it. I think, the, I think the Jazz was still in the Okay, hunt. January 11th, they were 23 and 18. 
Before he went down, the Pacers had won eight of 10 games and were six in the conference standings. Since, they've lost seven in a row and are now ninth. So they lost seven in a row when Tyrese went out. That makes and sense. That derailed their season, basically. Which does make sense. You lose your best player, you get worse. Yeah, but, I mean, what Tyrese was doing in, with was Indiana was very impressive. Huh? Utah was 22 and 23 at the time. Hey, Utah was fighting. 500. They were fighting. And then they tanked blatantly in the, in, by trading everything, all the good players. SGA was a little strong, but I get what you mean. Was a little strong. Wrong word. Wrong I mean, it's just two players that. Well, have I understand the selection of the guys. Just that SGA was. If you would have used, SGA was all NBA. If you would have used Bronson, that or like Garland before Donovan Mitchell got there that year, where they got into the play and they made the jump into the play, and that would have made more sense. Well, I'm just saying in terms of star player that's expectation. A one. That's a great one. That's a better one. For that's me. a great one. I'm just saying star player expectation. When, that's but it. If you use the SGA, the expectation is star player to all NBA player to superstar level. I think level with Riv Garland. You don't think Tyrese is playing at all NBA level before his injury? Mm. I, I thought he was. I can't. I, I, I can't. Thought he you was. can't. Be, I don't. That's uh, no. Not there was too many team. guards better. <laughs> he he first, wasn't on. Uh, I don't know, bro. That's that uh, so early in the season, ago. bro. I, I can't even tell you if I remember. He was definitely playing at that type of level, though. But if he had like made he all was. NBA, if he finished out like that. If the Pacers made the playoffs as a top six seed, I think he does finish as an all in, all NBA player. Like De'Aaron Fox was amazing this yeah, season. Fox, Luca, Steph, Dame, um, SGA. Who am I missing? Donovan Dame, Mitchell was I don't elite. Even know, did Dame like, even make an All NBA team? Dame did. He yeah, made thirteen. Made third. The, Sixth, the odd elite. man now. And Devin Booker was elite it, too. I'm not saying it would have happened, but the debate would have been Fox and Halliburton for the third team. That's what it would have been. They were the top three seed. Kings was third yeah. in the West. Yeah, it's third in the West versus Tyrese backpacking to six in the East. That's really what the debate would have yeah. been. Third in the West is more impressive by far. Yeah, it's more impressive, but I think Tyrese and he was, he was the clutchest player. But he was in the league. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was dominating yeah. at the rim. I think it goes to Fox, but what I'm saying is he was playing at an All NBA caliber level. And then he wasn't. He wasn't a fraud because he went into the playoffs against you guys and was extremely yeah, good. Second most points ever in the debut in a game one. Did he have the most uh, fourth quarter points in the series? No, the real fourth quarter king had it. Oh, Steph. Yeah, no. One of the all-time great players in the NBA. You history. said they would lose. Um, listen, you actually it's ran close. your, and no, you took, you ran you your took mouth a, after you game two. No, seven you took, games. You took a victory lap. You seven tried to, games. You, you, know, you actually tried to ruin Riv's name. After game two. It was nuts. It was I, actually I, hilarious. If I was Riv, I will never I'll never be able to forgive that. I had the last laugh. You, tr- you tried to ruin his name. <laughs> I had the last Listen, laugh. The King's respect was wild. Like I always do. Now nah, what you did was foul. The jig is up. And honestly, I'm in hindsight happy that the Warriors won. All right. The that's, jig that's was up. It just took some time for the jig to be up. I don't even like the Warriors. Yeah. Who does? I think the jig can only be up if you showcase you are indeed fraudulent. Well, to How be fair, you at home in a game seven. They look like shit. I don't think the Kings were fraudulent, though. They I were. But, but how can you make up a definition for my phrase? That's what I think it means, though. Yeah, but the way I use it is you have a little agenda, and when it's up, it's up. That's the, the way I interpret <laughs> it. Like, like, for example, uh-huh. when Drew was high on the Raptors and they weren't good, and you said the jig is up, I took that as, listen, the jig is up. The Raptors are dog shit. I'm thinking the jig is up means... There could, there could be multiple they, definitions. It's wrong. That's, is, in that that's term, the jig yeah. is up, they were done. This term, so when you said the jig is up, I was thinking that's some disrespect, right? No, no, there. yeah, no, it is. I wanted you to take that with all the most disrespect, but the jig was up, meaning 
that you had your little fun run. You made the third seed. You will lose. <laughs> yeah, you will lose in the first round, and all this was for nothing. And it happened. For nothing. Nah, over a, over a thousand nothing. likes on a victory lap up to two games is fucking. Mind hilarious. you, we didn't get home yet. That's what's the funniest yeah. part. We didn't even get home yet. And game three was without Draymond. And, and John tried. Game three was and, and John Draymond. tried to skate on that too. This series will end in five games. And <laughs> 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 John is nuts. John was a flip. He was a flip. Which it flop. will. This playoffs, he really was. No, he was he, bad. Yeah, he, he was bad. I've never seen Joel act like that in the playoffs. Like it, it's never been that bad. All right, we got no more, no more super chats. But just want to let you guys know that we are going to do the giveaway on our Patreon episode tomorrow. We are going to drop a Patreon episode tomorrow, and we're gonna pick three winners for a shirt. We got you guys. We got your entries. We got your guys' sizes. Sir. So hopefully, you know, this goes well, man. Hopefully, when we have our drop. You guys are buying the merch. We really appreciate it. A lot of work went into doing this merch, designing these t-shirts. Facts. And the cloth is, is really comfortable cloth. It is. It is. It, it is. is. You know, and of course, we're not, it's not just the shirts, though. It's the shorts. And it's not just the shorts. It's the hat. It's the hat. I do is. need the hat. We're giving it's you a whole fucking fit. Is it a trucker hat? It's uh, not a trucker hat. Nah. It's a dad hat. Make it a truck. Oh, it's a dad hat. That's cool. It's too. a daddy hat, bro. That's hat's cool too. Trucker hats are so too. interesting. Fact: This shirt, the where it's coming from, is called Comfort Colors. That's what you're gonna see on the tag. My thirsty Anthony Edwards shirt from the same brand, Comfort Colors. Fire. So, you know, we Anthony Edwards, pick a side. We're using the same type of material Listen, over here. I ran this through the wash. It still looks great. You dried it? Of course. Okay. Respect that. Honestly, I wish that I dried and really fit me a Sit little up. bit more snug. You know? Tightened up. You do like your clothes a little tight. Amen. Show off that great body and you got. And Rev Mookie said you better be yeah. ready for the debate <laughs> tournament. Yeah, I got this the debate tournament on Thursday. What's it for? Uh, With Mookie. He's fucking hilarious. Um, I'm arguing with this other guy about Kyrie versus Stockton and um, Jordan's Pippen versus Kobe and well, Shaq. What are you choosing between Stockton and Kyrie? Ah, you know. I wonder. I'm on, yeah. I'm on, the old guy. on the old guy. What so. is that for? Uh, his rated R sports. Rated R sports debate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. tough. Okay, I'll check it out. He's asking me to debate. I'm picking Stockton for sure. And then Jordan and Pippen, of course. So Hopefully I don't get cooked. Yeah, you got to be prepared, man, for the rated R debate. I already have ninety percent of Kyrie's downfalls in my brain. So, okay. oh, you were Stockton? Yeah, for sure. Oh, I th- bad guy. I thought you know Kyrie. Kyrie's, no, no, uh, uh, my bad. Twenty sixteen. Okay, yeah. All right, tough. <laughs> no shot. Bro's got to upload. It's been over two weeks since he last uploaded yeah. on his channel. Live. He's always live. Ah, always yeah. live <laughs> is right. He's always live. He was actually just live five hours ago. Yeah, he came came over, commented on the Pick Aside podcast right now. Yeah. Ah, shout yeah. out, bro. I apologize for not being in tune. I am subscribed. There it is. So now you guys can follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time. Riv. This is Andy Herman from the Packaday Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. BlueWire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, BlueWire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, BlueWire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. 
Blue Wire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com/bluewire. That's wefunder.com/bluewire.